choking too Sipping and roasting is what we do Light them up, drink them down Whiskey and cigars all around Cheers, y'all Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally as the world-famous Smokin' and Toastin'. And welcome to our quasi-ginormous anniversary show. (laughs) For those of you who are new to the program because you uh, maybe just started hearing it on the radio or maybe you just discovered us recently, it might interest you to know that this is the 333rd edition of smoking and toasting. That's a lot of smoking three, and toasting. Three, three, three. And that does include, by the way, the one mystery episode that our, and let me underline the word, former f- former producer uh, <laughs> decided <clears throat> was a it little was too, too salty. It was too bitter. And he destroyed it. it, was, it was, so there is a missing episode. Of it was a very bitter episode. Yeah. Well, it was where we were forced to change our name by a company that does chocolate-covered strawberries. But we won't get into it, and I'm certainly no longer bitter. Uh, welcome to a wonderful lineup of guests on the program today, uh, all of whom who've been on the show before. And, Terry, I don't know, have we got a wide enough shot that we're getting everybody? Or uh... I'm going to have to widen it up. Okay, so Terry's going to widen up the shot. While we do, let's start. I'd like to start with you, and let's just go down the line and have everyone introduce themselves. Okay, and, and where right. you're from, yeah. and, and how you know us here at Smoking Talk. Awesome. All right, so uh, my name is Jill Root. I am one of the sales reps at St. Arnold Brewing Company. Um, I was on an episode with uh, my good friend Abby from Great Heights. Uh, we are, you know, we're industry people. We're in uh, Pink Boots, which is a women in brewings uh, society here in Houston and nationally. And she actually invited me on the show. Um, and we did that back in March, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So. so and had a blast. Now, I so. don't want to interrupt you, but yeah. apparently we have a late arrival oh, here. Oh, here we uh, go. But better late Docs. than never, Docs has showed Docs up. Docs has entered the building. Or at least a cardboard version of Docs uh, that he actually asked us to... Uh, display so that he could be here in spirit <laughs> yeah right and we do have plantation rum actually he did mention you specifically chris and we'll get to chris morris in a moment but the one thing he said when he gave me this uh, cardboard stand-up was do not let chris morris do anything lewd to the cardboard stand-up <laughs> so, uh, so well the cardboard didn't say anything about mark Brooks. closest to me so i may don't make any promises <laughs> yeah, what okay. i do with the cardboard stand-up all right jill sorry to yeah. interrupt very rude of him to interrupt but yeah, no, um, congratulations on your 333rd episode, and yeah, Thank I'm you. happy to be here. Hi, Abby. Hi, guys. Uh, yes, I'm Abby. I'm from Great Heights. I'm a sales rep, and I also work in the tap room. Um, I'm chapter leader for our Pink Boots Houston Society, uh, Pink Boots Society Houston chapter. Um, yeah, very happy to be here. And Thank you quick, for re- inviting us back. Real quick, Pink Boots is? Yeah, Pink Boots is a society for people and uh, women and people non-binary who work in the beverage fermentation. So pretty much everything from production to adjacent businesses. But um, we raise money for uh, scholarship opportunities to help advance our careers. Awesome. All right. Keep passing the mic around. Uh, we're right. good on camera shot. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, right. we're good to go. Mr. Terry. <laughs> Michael Duckworth, uh, CEO uh, True Anomaly Brewing. Uh, been out here for a handful of shows. Always having yes. a nice time with you guys. 
Congrats on three and thirty third. That's thank uh, you. Amazing, Great impressive you in the syndication as well. Great job there. Uh, very happy to be here to talk about beer and just what else is going on in uh, everybody's life. That's that's the better part. You could have just so, about walked here. You're just on the other side of that building right there. Yeah, it was just yeah. a little hot for that, and <laughs> yeah, I, had, I was just, lugging around a case. So I just Ubered. just so just so everyone knows, if <laughs> you're not in Houston, it is hot. It's yeah, so you know, we're we're downtown Houston, and I actually live in this building, and I have stumbled home from True Anomaly before, <laughs> okay. uh, and it's. It's, uh, it's not bad at all. It's not yeah, a bad yeah, walk. Yeah, yeah. Clear, yeah. crisp night. Well, I'll find you in yeah. the passing. Very, very, very <laughs> good. Uh, I'm Chris Morris. I don't work in the beer industry, but I do drink a lot of it. Well, and you're also our cocktail expert. I, 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 I am apparently the resident cocktail uh, expert and apparently the most likely person to do anything lewd to cardboard cutouts <laughs> of esteemed guests. Uh, apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> Liliana, welcome Hi. back. Hi. So happy to be here, guys, and congratulations with, you. With, with your anniversary. That's incredible. Anyways, my name is Liliana Rodriguez Craycraft, and this is my husband, Mikey. And I wasn't born in Texas, uh, but I got here as, so as soon as I could in 1982. And as a hobby, I started uh, teaching and giving lectures about Mexican culture and traditions, which we have so many. And then, of course, I was also a teacher at a medical school in Guadalajara. So I happened to visit Tequila, Jalisco many, many times. So I have been a guest where we talk about tequilas, we taste tequilas, we grate tequilas. Mm -hmm. So it's always a lot of fun to be around these guys. And she's too humble to say so, but I'll say it. She is our resident smoking and toasting tequila expert. Oh, thank and you. We love having Liliana on the show. And by the way, I'll just say this. We get more fan mail when Liliana is on the show Aww. than any other guest. Everybody loves you know, Liliana. I'm sorry, Chris, <laughs> but Liliana has got you beat for, Aww, uh, for fan you mail. Thank you so much. Pass the uh, mic to Mark there. Oh, here, this way. There you go. Uh, hey there. Uh, Speaking of experts. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. My name is Mark Borrell. I am um, the beverage director at Rainbow Lodge, a little place that's only been there 45 years. So cool. Uh, in the Northern Heights. But um, but uh, uh, as, a, as a former radio person, it's it's always so much fun coming to see you guys and, and getting to hang out and talk about wine. Yes. Uh, instead of uh, booze and... and um, in cigars for a chance. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Anytime we're going to talk wine, we always have Mark on because he knows so much more than anyone else I know. Really, and I don't wine. know about you, but I'm pretty hopeless when it comes to wine. But we also <laughs> had Mark on, if you remember, when we did our tequila blind taste. That's test. true. That's and true. Uh, and you had some very uh, thoughtful insights about tequila. As That's well. because I dig. You know, Liliana and I had a really good time uh, doing that and getting to taste a bunch of tequila. In fact, um, that episode really kind of opened my mind, opened my eyes about um, a few tequilas specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was that was a lot of fun. I was mm -hmm. really happy to do that. Absolutely. Well, uh, guys, we're going to do this show a little different than how we do uh, a lot of our shows. We're just going to start tasting and passing things around. So I know several of you brought beers. Why don't you do some pours and let's uh, let's pass these around. Ian, let's send some more cups that way. Yeah. And, I got, uh, and let's I got see what cups. Because we got a lot of people and a lot of things to taste. So yeah. we'll pass those on. And there, that's what you're trying there to we me. go, and you can just kind of, you can just kind of wave if you want some of what someone is is uh, is pouring. Yeah, yeah. Nothing about 
Yeah, Ian, we're going we're this, going in three this different is, directions this with this first. Got to be your kind of show because we're starting with what? What's the ABV on the uh, barrel age commitment? Whoa. 19.9. I, I believe that I believe that the cardboard Lox's cutout was uh, beginning to uh, act inappropriately. Not the uh, not the people do the cardboard. He's cutout. he's drinking. That was a stumble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't get him to stay away from you there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. All right. This is, Docs has had too much. He's going to go down for a nap. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, so the first thing that I was handed here, yeah, <laughs> the first thing I was handed here was the barrel aged uh, commitment from St. Arnold. This is an imperial stout that is. Am I reading this right? This is only fifteen point nine percent. Only fifteen point nine. So I, I, I can yeah. float down the river and drink this all day. Yeah. I'm telling you, he's not kidding. Wow, you don't uh, mess around on the river. <laughs> yeah, this is um, yeah, this was wow. aged. I read 22 months in Stranahan whiskey barrels. And wow. um, I mean, Commitment in general is a very hefty stout. It's an American Imperial stout. Um, you get a lot of chocolate and fruit forward notes like raspberry, big strawberry. Time. Yeah, big raspberry chocolate um, going on here. Yeah. And then, you know, the addition of the barrel aging, you're going to get some vanilla. Commitment already is aged on a vanilla. And so, and then there, we added is, toasted coconut. Is so. there a story behind the name Commitment on that one? Um, There could be. I, I mean... <laughs> I think when this we originally... This is where you have license to make up anything you want. <laughs> Fine. I was not around at St. Arnold, so I've been with St. Arnold for two years now um, when we debuted this beer. I know we usually release it around Valentine's Day as a limited right. release beer, mm -hmm. so... You know, you're looking at a, a romantic holiday, commitments, you know... You there you have this, it. Give this beer to your loved one and, you know, maybe seal the deal on if you, uh, well, you I know, want to stay with each other. This could also lead to, I mean, 15.9%. This could lead to a very romantic night, I think. Yeah, yeah. So well. that's what commitment means to me. If I really like you, I'm going to give you a bottle of commitment. Well, yeah. make sure we ask about the commitment name every single second. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my story, and I'm sticking idea. to it. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, this is, uh, this is working out rather well. Um, I am. I will tell you, I can it's, now publicly confess my so commitment good. The, to the, the, the commitment barrel-aged dark, barrel dark cherry kind of like fruity really cherry, yeah, so yeah. big time. Chocolatey. Mm -hmm. like I'm just getting This was brewed in 2021, so yeah, we bottled this in 2021. That's wonderful. I taste coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah, anybody. I mean, coffee the, the dark yes. chocolate malts we use, definitely there's some mm. coffee notes in there. Mm. Get those wow! Berries. Very nice. Now, Coffee is a, is is one of the more uh, uh, basic uh, flavors in a stout that you'll get a lot of times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now we normally don't start with the biggest beer, but I have a feeling that one is the biggest. Uh, but what what else have you got um, poured there? Well, we're gonna go. We're gonna go with the scout. Next, we're gonna clean up. We're all okay. over the place now. <laughs> yes, that's what, that's, that's, right. that's what the nice show is gonna be about. Uh, is this scout? All right, it is. You've scout, had it before. Scout is one it's delicious. Of, Ian and I have been talking about this beer. We talked a lot since about it on last week's show, time. but uh, but you ever since the first time you brought it on, and I think both of us agree. And we we've, we've tasted 
Well, if you figure we taste at least three beers on every show, mm. and this is number 333. Wait, quick math. How many is that? Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, so so we've tasted a lot. We've tasted a lot of Mexican-style lagers. And I'm going to tell you, this is, and I think this you This is my go-to. This yeah, is 100%. my favorite Mexican-style lager, I think, that I've ever had. I really appreciate it's it. It's just yeah. absolutely we, uh, delicious. We got silver it's for easy this to drink. And, uh, GABF, uh, very mm. light in character. Scout. Scout's the name of the beer. Uh, light lager in general. We've got the Scout Rocket. So, you know, we're a bunch of NASA nerds. A little bit about our background. Four mm-hmm. dudes came from NASA, started a brewery. <laughs> so all of our names have some kind of correlation to space or JSC. Right, space right. Center down back that way. And we try to do our best to uh, really draw attention to that area as well and remind everybody that we've you got have this a, amazing thing in our backyard. You have a beer that just, was called Heat 20. Shields are for Wimps, I think? Heat Shields are for Sissies, or yeah. For sissies. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's a, so that's that's a quote, that's a gym level quote. Uh, you know, they were during the Apollo program, they were trying real hard to, you know, get to the moon. Uh, they were having some complications. One of them was the ablative shield. And, you know, off the cuff, he said, uh, you know, come on, get us up there. You know, heat shields are for sissies. We can make it. Obviously, you need a heat shield. You're going to obliterate if you don't have one of these. But it was really a kind of call to arms, you know, like during the era and the age, people came in and it was, uh, you know, to the engineers saying, we're ready. We can take flight. Like, just get us in a vehicle that can make it happen. Well, this is an absolutely wonderful beer. And it's it's so good, and yet it's not my favorite True Anomaly beer. So that's a oh, so that's a, double yeah. whammy. Thank yeah, you, so, hearts so we'll, all around. So we'll get there. Uh, we'll get there before the show is over. Right. I, I bet. I do want to mention Ian that we will be doing drinking news, and I don't believe that I uh, uh, did my drinking news teaser headline. So uh, if you want to give me a little musical flourish while we have just a moment left in this uh, segment, our drinking news teaser headline today. Today we will bring you an update. On the greatest drinking news story ever. There have been new developments. Film at 11. Or something like that. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> but we do. We have an update. In my opinion, I have a the feeling greatest, I know what story you're talking the about. The single greatest drinking news story of all time. We have fresh updates, and we'll be sharing those with you, as well as the heart of the original story on today's uh, drinking news. So that's appropriate for 333. And uh, we're going to take our first break, but we will be back. We have so much good stuff to taste on the show today because everybody came packing. And I mean packing. So we'll be right back. It's Smoking and Toasting, our anniversary show number 333. We'll be back. Awesome. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. This is our anniversary show number 333. Woo! My name is Cruz. Ian is my uh, friend and, uh, and our uh, the co-host of the show. And I hate to pick the anniversary show to give you guys some depressing news, but I am very bummed about this and I wanted to pass it along. Ian, every year at Christmas time, when the Christmas season rolls around, you and Wait. I look forward to a lot of different things. Hold on. Do I need to play some sad music for this? You might need to play some sad music for this, yes. Uh, we look forward to, you know, a lot of different things. And there are some wonderful Christmas hits, some wonderful things like Winter Warmer that comes back in the season. But I think the one Ian and I probably anticipate the most is the yearly release of Christmas Ale from Anchor Brewing. Ian, there will be no more Christmas Ale from Anchor Brewing. And it gets worse. 
Anchor Brewing is is going to be shutting down distribution to any states except California, which is where what? they're from. Yeah. So uh, this is what happens, folks. When you yeah, this is what happens. I'll just pass this along to our, you know, to our local craft brewery people. It's what happens when you sell your brewery to a big company because these guys are owned by the company that makes Sapporo. And that's the decision that they've made. So instead of serving craft brew, uh, apparently lovers they understand the perfectly that those of us in Texas that buy their Christmas sale every year don't need to buy Christmas sale from them every year. I guess that, that I mean, has to be. We yeah. still got St. Arnold's Christmas sale, so like, yeah, that's okay. I mean, that, yeah, that's right. That's going nowhere. Houston beers. Yes, yes, it, and you know, it's becoming much more. Uh, the whole sad. craft brewing thing is becoming much more locally oriented, anyway. But that said. For a show like ours, we're heard all over the place. Uh, we like to be able to talk about beers from you know from all over the place. And let I'll be honest with you, that Christmas ale that was part of my annual holiday tradition. Yeah, absolutely. Getting it, absolutely. Opening it, drinking yeah. it on the show. I would always get the beer, and then it would sit in my you know beer fridge, and I would desperately try not to sneak any of it before I brought it on the show so we could have our first taste of it. It was that big of a Christmas tradition. So really bummed every about year, that. Every year. Really bummed I would call that. this more of a success story of all our fantastic local breweries muscling out the there big you guy. Go. There you go. <laughs> and speaking of, uh, uh, Great Heights is one Hello. of the breweries that is coming on in a big way yeah. in uh, in our local area. We turned six in August. It has Ooh. it been six years? Congratulations. Yeah. Six years. That's Absolutely. so cool. And uh, what have you brought for us from Great Heights today, uh, So today I have brought our Strikes and Gutters IPA. Um, it's an American IPA. Uh, one of the hops in here, I know there's four hops, I believe. The one I can remember is Strata because that's mm -hmm. one of my favorite hops. Mm -hmm. um, I I like to call this if everybody wants to take a little sip i like to describe this as a west coast light we do label it as an american ipa but you can still get those no notes a of a little bit of pine it's got a little bit of pine a little dank but some way. citrus notes in there as well but it finishes so clean it's just super clean it's crystal clear um it's 6.4 percent so you know if, if you're not on the haze craze that's cool uh, and you still like your west coast beers but you want something light uh Strikes and Gutters is definitely the way to and go about Strikes that. And Strikes and Gutters is definitely a bowling theme. Yes, yeah. well, you yeah. know, we are big Lebowski fans over uh, at Great Heights. You gotta love <laughs> is there anyone fans. who is not a big Lebowski fan? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Is yeah, there anybody, no, I mean, is there not? Is no, there anybody not here. who saw that movie and went, yeah, not for me. Better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's just uh, that's that's great though. Any Lebowski references? Well, is this is one. my first time tasting this beer, and I like it. You like that? I like Thank it you. very much. <laughs> well, you'll be able to find that it's going to be a more uh, core beer for us. There's a little bit more here on the table if you haven't gotten to. <laughs> I heard Docs doesn't like uh, Great Heights or uh, or the Big Lebowski, and he's not here to defend himself. So. <laughs> I'll have yeah. to yeah. I'll have to send him a four pack. He, um, liked, he liked all the characters except for the dude. He, he wasn't cool with the dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, we're going to wrap this segment up, and we'll be back with another one here shortly. It's our anniversary show. It is Smoking and Toasting, show number 333, <laughs> with a, a panel of Love our that. favorite guests ever. And we'll be right back. <laughs> Wow. 
Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, Those fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. We're enjoying some cigars today. What are you smoking, Ian? Uh, you know, so I've got the uh, Southern Draw Cedrus. <laughs> that here. is such a good cigar. It's I've had so one of those. This yeah. is like a go-to for me. It's Absolutely been for, love for it. a few years now. Uh, Chris Morris, you're down on the end. What are you smoking? You had a cigar? Yeah, I think this is what AJ Fernando's New World. Yeah, it's a New World. Yes, fantastic. Another yeah. classic. Those are a nice, full-bodied cigar that still, like, it doesn't just like assault you and hammer you with the full-bodiedness. Exactly. It actually has a lot of uh, uh, nuance and, and stuff to it. Speaking of AJ, I'm smoking one of my all-time favorites. This is the AJ Fernandez Belisartes uh, Maduro. And I absolutely yeah. love this cigar. It's it's a go-to for me. Always have some of these in the humidor. Well, we're doing our anniversary show. We've welcomed a whole lot of uh, guests, and we've done a few pours. And uh, our our cocktail expert um, was kind enough to bring us a, a, a number of spirits in his bag. And uh, since Docs is here in cardboard form only from Plantation Rum, you're actually doing a fine job of representing him because you brought... One of don't the plantation that, specials. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I won't. I won't. Don't worry. And he'll never listen to this show. So, <laughs> of course. Uh, no, but you brought a, a plantation rum that... Tell us what this rum is. Uh, so, this is the Plantation Barbados XO. I figured we would bring an anniversary rum for an anniversary show. Makes sense. Uh, so, oh, this was... making sense. This was blended to celebrate Alexander Gabriel's uh, 20th anniversary as Master Blender for Plantation. Wow. Uh, so, this is a blend of column and pot still rums. It has is uh, primarily a bourbon base, but it does spend some time in various uh, Pierre Ferrand casks with uh, different toast levels. So it's got a lot of complexity to it. Yeah, man, so that is tremendous. This has just a beautiful amount. We were talking about this earlier. Um, uh, a little bit of spice to it, but the the dry finish, like the way the finish dries out. It's such a beautiful thing and just leaves you wanting that next little sip of it. Yeah, I think a lot of that, you get a lot of that with uh, Plantation, not to uh, overhype Dox's products. He does a fine enough job. Um, <laughs> but they do, they do a lot of, they'll do pre-aging in the Caribbean itself, and then they'll actually send the casks for what they call continental aging in France. Yeah, they do a lot of aging in France. Yeah, they? so you, yeah. you get that not in that huge like influence going in and out with those super hot like caribbean climates so you get a little bit more dryness out of their styles of rum i find yeah and i i really like um pretty much everything in their portfolio but this is really exceptional i mean this is we have and i've said this on the show before but we have plantation rum in our house all the time we have always have the yeah. uh, the uh, Stiggins fancy pineapple as well as the uh, Isle of Fiji we have those they're very affordable they're always in the bar and then we always try to have some special plantation rum but I've never had this one before this is absolutely outstanding cheers anybody anybody else have any thoughts or comments on the rum that has tasted it what did you think Liliana did you, did you taste the rum I was very nice because we were short one glass, and I gave it to my partner uh, here. Uh, all right. So, Mark, let's hear, let's hear what you thought of this. Yeah. Uh, no, this was, I thought this was great. Um, I, I, a little anecdote. One of the best daiquiris I've ever had in my life was in Cognac, France, uh, with uh, a plantation rum. And you mentioned Isla Fiji. I keep it in my bar all the time as well. And yeah, that's, one, that's and so good. It's absolutely going to be in a daiquiri for me this evening. Yeah, Isla Fiji, we've told the story on the show before, but we, we got sent a bottle of that when they released it. Docs was kind enough to have them send a bottle. And they sent it to my house so that we could, you know, bring it on the show and taste it. 
It never made it to the show. <laughs> I had to go and buy another one. And Ian has never let me forget it. Yeah. yeah you're wiping a little tear away right now, aren't you? That's I right. can see. You're an emotional guy. Sent you a guy. whole bottle. I didn't get to taste it at all. Blair, did you did you taste this rum? What did you think of it? Yeah, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic, actually. Just smooth with a nice burn. Really yeah. excellent. I, I love really it. I'm, the, the only thing I'm really sad about is that I believe we have drained the bottle. We killed the bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Bottle kill. Bottle kill is not I a bad thing. I was very disappointed and to see that. a good show uh, to do that on. We had some more... Uh, I would like the record to show the bottle was not full when it arrived. The, the, yes. And, <laughs> and, and in fairness... There were some people hitting it before the show started inside, so uh, so that that happened as well. So, uh, but no, that's absolutely fantastic. Now I know we've got some more uh, true anomaly because I see a, a very familiar and friendly can uh, peeking. Yes, let's do that. Let's do that. This is. Uh, that I believe. You, Abby. Sorry, I believe about he's about to pour my personal favorite. Is it? Did uh, I guess right? Oh man! Guess, were, were you thinking this was it? I thought it might be, so yeah. I went and grabbed it. So this is our Rocket Park. It's a uh, pale ale, 100% citra hops. Uh, is, uh, very uh, clean, crisp overall. Very light in character. I think it's about five and a half percent or so ABV. So good dish daily drinker. Um, we uh, again pay homage to Rocket Park down at Johnson Space Center. Uh, yep. You can go down there. We have a whole uh, logger series where we um, name them after their actual rockets that are down there. But this one is uh, a whole series that we did where we highlighted a uh, specific series of hops under the base of a pale ale. Um, did a number of those strata hops, mosaic, whatever have you, and ended up with citra hops as uh, the base for this one. So um, really comes through if you like citrus in general. You like something a little lighter overall. Right. Um, you know, it's an everyday drinker that uh, to me hits the spot, and we've been doing really, really well with it. Um, HEB's taking a strong interest in this one, and we've uh, been pushing that all across. It's the it's market. just really very drinkable, very very lovely. Um, it it so takes a. I was gonna say it takes a second sip after the rum. Yes, to really I'll really get it. But it's one. interesting because the first sip after you've had the rum is so floral. Yes, like so incredibly mm-hmm. floral tasting. Yeah, hundred percent in a good way. But, yeah, hundred uh, percent. It's like it's just this whole blossoming flowery mm-hmm. thing happening. Yeah. And then the second sip, it kind of calms then you down get the and, citrus and, and you stuff get right, going on, exactly. Yeah. I think well, the rum was was very excellent. I think you gentlemen said uh, made some. Some good comments there. The raise and the date that came through that, I think, is a good counterbalance. You're coming into this, getting some nice floral elements in there, I think, uh, just really accentuates from back to back. While I've got some real beer experts on the panel here, I wonder if you could explain to me, other than just marketing and branding, what, if anything, is the difference between a pale ale and an India pale ale? Should I real quick? I already have it. All right, so uh, more more hops, more more hops in the in the IPA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the IPA. Yeah. The, so the way hops work, just real real quick, is that the longer they're in the boil, the higher the alpha levels, the more uh, attributable um, bitterness you're going to get from the hops. So more hops in the boil, longer hops. That what is uh, dictates what an IPA is as a style, and, if you will. And is there a fixed point, or is it uh, so? Uh, is it most gray? breweries and most uh, uh, brew styles out there. That that fall IPA is kind of a 10 to 1. So mm-hmm. if you've got 5% alcohol, 
call and you would have 50 IBUs. 50 IBUs is IBUs are the grade that you would use uh, as far as like percentage of bitterness to it. Mm-hmm. And they can be thought of in the same way that you would think of like cacao. So you'd be kicking with cacao. If you had 100%, obviously you're going to add in some sugar that's baking cacao. If you had like 85%, maybe you're a big dark chocolate nut, you could eat that, but it'd be <laughs> still pretty bitter. Same thing with IBUs. You get to about 100 plus, it's going to oversaturate the, saturate the palate. You're going to be pretty drenched in hop, like just uh, right. bitterness there Absolutely. that you're not going to be able to distinguish. So the the scale there is you're getting a percent alcohol to 10 IBUs that puts it in the IPA category and you're going to have a good balance of still hot forward beer with a good heat background there to balance it out. And not to walk too far back down into that enough? Uh, hop is history, that- <laughs> but the original IPAs <laughs> and India Pale Ales, the hops were the increased level of hops. Because if you go back to like uh, early right. British yeah, yeah. beers, they're not very hoppy. Yeah, yeah. So they're but, they're going down the, the right. Horn of Africa, right? And they're right. trying to make it over to India, right? right. They didn't have and the so they put the hops yet, in right. to get the kind beer of a preservative. to preserve. Right. right. So it's a preservative yeah. initially, yeah. right? And that's the India. Now they still came over there skunk as hell. Nobody would tell you now. <laughs> they didn't write down those notes, but yeah. they were still not great beers. Well, that's they that's, log it in untapped. So, you know. <laughs> that's a wonderful thing. Uh, I wonder if we could love my cascaded beers. Uh, yeah, but th- but this or- is this is such a what what I like about it is it's a very easy drinkable beer. You could drink this on a hot summer day, even if you're you know not Ian, um, and and you can you can just not worry too much about throwing these back, and yet at the same time it has so much flavor. It's just absolutely bursting with those citrus notes, and if you drink it out of the rum, after the rum, the floral yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's just it's just got a really um, satisfying mouthfeel and the and the whole bit. So I appreciate it. Thank you for the feedback. We'll, we'll keep going with it. Yeah. So so no, this is this is a favorite. I won't uh, I won't lie. Now, Blair, you brought some of you what, what you got? guys call. Um, Ranch water, and I wanted to ask you about that. Maybe you can pour some of that and uh, and and pass it around. But while uh, if we can maybe pass him the mic uh, too, I wanted to ask you, Blair, about the does the word do does the phrase ranch water does that mean hard seltzer? Is it a, is it def- defined that way? Not at all. Because I've seen ranch water <laughs> used by a lot of different beverage companies right and in fact um there's even a beverage company i think called ranch water correct so yeah. uh so what is exactly the meaning of ranch water what does that mean ranch water is really and it's, and it's a texas creation it, it it's it's a tequila with um with soda and lime juice and that's it and that's so it's a mixed drink right it's a mix it's a mixed drink now this is okay. this is for lack of a better word a, a salsa based on a ranch water style and and flavor okay. profile right okay and so what i've what i brought obviously amongst the beer guys we have our, our beers as well uh, at the four sixes um but taylor sheridan and you know his whole philosophy was let's have ranch water ranch water made by a ranch and so that's why you know our variety pack of ranch waters came out uh, about nine months ago and this is the blackberry pomegranate which is obviously you see it it's hot pink in color so it's very very popular with the blokes um and less so with the females uh, especially these days mate but right <laughs> here no i mean our, it's part of our variety pack obviously and um you know, it's probably the sweeter of the four of them that we have. The um, we have a yeah, it's it's really easy drinking and light. Um, but you know, unlike a lot of salsas we think we see out there, that this one has a lot more flavor. Yeah, I have, I have a question. Yeah. Why does this not have that disgusting 
aftertaste that almost Correct. every quality has. ingredients made by quality people. Ian, I think that's the uh, obvious <laughs> answer. <laughs> no, I, I was just about to say, I have really, Did that really, really need to be asked? tried on hard seltzer, and I just don't like most. You, of you it. and me both. This. I really like. 100%. I this feel is very like drinkable. it does not have, as Ian was pointing out, that aftertaste, which is what which is what sends me away from most hard yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, I mean, this is, this, uh, this, I would almost call this a breakthrough. Right. Yeah, it, that's, honestly, that's the impression we get as well, is that, um, and as soon as I found out we were doing, you know, ranch water, which is basically the seltzer, I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to sell this? you mentioned this was the sweetest of the few. This one's not too sweet. It's like, not at all. I hate it when things are, like, yeah. aside from beer, I really love super sticky sweet beer, and I know that's kind of a weird thing, but, but like, when it comes to these kind of drinks, when they're too sweet, it just turns me immediately it, away from them, so. For sure, is, and it's something that you can bad. really have about, like, I know that drinks he's speaking of and they have you know you can have about a third of a can and it's great and then you're kind of done and then yeah. you can't you know? get rid of the flavor out of your right. mouth for right. like <laughs> a week Blair could you pass the can around so we can show that uh-huh. to the camera I wanted to make sure we uh, for those of you who are watching this show the- on video wanted you to see what that uh, looks like and the I'll ranch. just show it to the camera right there yeah, the uh, that is the four sixes grit and glory ranch water blue agave blackberry and pomegranate so wow so that's very impressive i have to say that's very impressive yeah the one that really stands out in the variety pack honestly is the mango habanero mm. uh, just a nice little heat on the back so don't worry the summon sign people the summon sign. <laughs> all right we will uh, we will definitely get to that now liliana who is our resident tequila expert brought a brand new bottle of is this one of your favorites i'm gonna have ian pour it while you're For, telling us about yes i i think uh salsa the centenario it's it's just such a good tequila and so smooth for the price you cannot mm-hmm. get any better than now, that now i'm not a huge fan of salsa's just basic mm-hmm. you know just like their basic uh, tequila it's okay but i just it just as as blanco tequilas go not not necessarily one of my well, favorites, but this is made by the same people, right? This yeah, is, the, this is their remember the salsa and Cuervo are well, the oldest distilleries and, in Tequila and I'm Jalisco. Big, I'm not a big fan of Cuervo Gold either, yeah. but they make no, my no, favorite Cuervo tequila. Gold, yeah. I don't no, I don't like Cuervo Gold because it's just a, a, a blanco tequila yeah. with with full, gold, full gold coloring. coloring yes. 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 No, no. And this one is different. Um, and I like people just to be aware and not to get deceived by all the new buzz, all the new words, right. uh, organic, right. ultra, super, right. <laughs> you know, crystallized añejos. I don't know what they're doing that. Why are they crystallizing something that it took a year to get the beautiful gold color in, a, in an oak barrel? I don't understand, but it's just marketing strategies. What I like to promote is try some of the tequilas that are traditional, and those are really, really wonderful. You don't need to venture and pay hundreds of dollars. The very first time you were on the show, Liliana, you gave Ian and I the best tequila advice ever. You said there were two words we should look for on any bottle of tequila. Uh-huh. And if they're not there, 
that we should beware. What are those two words? Well, one was uh, 100% agave. Okay. It means it doesn't have any additional sugars. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one was looking for the NOM, the Norma Oficial Mexicana, which ah. is a number and it tells you all the details about the distillery and where it is made. Right, right. Did everyone get one of these? Because I've got three in front of me, and I am likely uh-huh. to drink them all. Uh, okay, if, uh, I'm going to steal one right uh, now okay, from you. There you go. Uh, there you go. Uh, one you there. One. It's delicious. Yeah. Did we get? Yeah. 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 All right. So for 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 those who have uh, sampled this already, uh, give me some thoughts on this. This is the Centenario, the Grand Centenario Añejo tequila what are you what are your thoughts there's, and watch out burn. again for all those new celebrity tequilas because all they want mm. is your money and we've only got a moment left in this, uh, this segment is wonderful so we will come back That's and talk more amazing. about this but wow this is delicious yes. I, this i'd is make a ranch delicious. water out of this and, yeah. <laughs> and buttery and liliana what does a bottle of this cost uh retail just about yeah. mm-hmm. you gotta speak on like this this is twenty-seven dollars. Okay, well, we're gonna take a break while I make a run down to the liquor store and pick up another <laughs> bottle. Specs is uh, just down the corner. We will Smith be Street. right back. It is uh, smoking and toasting our anniversary show. Welcome back. It is Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. I'm holding up a fine spirit right now. We just started this in the last segment, and already the far end of the table is asking if we can pass the bottle down. Is so that, I will, is that you? Is I will that, is that you that. Here comes oh, the Centenario Añejo. Liliana brought this, and of course, we know she knows tequila, so right away we knew it was going to be good. But still, I'm I'm it's very a, impressed. The Centenario uh, Añejo, $27. That's what a good $27 like. is what she said to <laughs> Unbelievably outstanding. Good. It's been being made since Will you hold the mic to her and let her say that Absolutely, again? Yeah. It's been made since eighteen fifty seven. It's mm. one of the oldest now, and wow. traditional you are tequilas. The, in addition to being uh, the guy a guy who knows more about wine than anyone else that I know personally. Uh, you're I'll also the it. beverage director at uh, at your restaurant. Yes. Uh, and what what goes into your choices? Because obviously you guys aren't going to stock every tequila in the world, but you're going to stock a few, right? Yeah. How, how uh, do you make the choice of, of what you're going to what so you're going to stock? Somebody's got to do it. I got to go to tequila. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's tough being it's you. It's tough, right? <laughs> but um, I, I feel it's important to. Um, so long story short, my job is to give the people what they want, right? Right. But I don't have to give them exactly what they ask for. You, you see what I'm saying? There are a lot of You tequilas, have to make them happy. There's a lot of tequilas out there that people ask for that I won't carry. Um, but I feel it's very, very important to be able to offer my customers a, uh, a quality product. Uh, something that we feel very strongly about uh, it being... Um, uh, small batch, handmade, um, uh, and and of a quality nature. Now, this one, for example, we carry a lot of products uh, from this distillery um, and from this importer, and we are we feel very strongly about bringing people tequila that are um, that are a, a quality product. There's a lot out there that aren't. A handful of them that um, I get asked for quite a bit. 
Um, and only one of those that I have succumbed to, to carry because I can charge a whole lot for it. And... <laughs> names, who are names? No, no, no. All right. Well, <laughs> I, well, I will interrupt you long enough yeah. to say that there is one celebrity tequila that is in the news this week because it has now been established that it is the fastest growing tequila brand in history. And that is the rocks tequila Dwayne Johnson now have have you have any has anybody here tried that have you tried it Liliana not the rocks not the no, rocks okay but you know there's now Eva Longoria Mark yeah. Welberg and also the Kevin um, Kevin Hart Kevin yeah. Hart yeah. so yeah, yeah we we need to get a celebrity tequila show so, so yeah, we, uh, we the only one that I did and in person on us through a Zoom presentation yeah. that was with George Strait yeah. and, and that's that was, Codigo tequila. Yeah, Codigo. It was wonderful. And that's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I found out that the king likes to drink his tequila with ice cubes. I never seen that before. But when Love you're it. the king, you, you can, can do, do what whatever you want. You want. Yeah, I suppose it's fun. similar to having like a, a bourbon or a scotch with a, slight, a little bit of water. Or, right. You know. I do I do like a, a, an ice cube in a bourbon. Sure. Uh, uh, and I like to... Uh, Ian talks about this. Rather than just adding water, if you add the ice cube, you get to not only taste what happens as it dilutes a little bit, but you also get to taste what happens as it changes temperature and becomes a little cooler. So oddly enough, like, you know, you know, the, the fashion is to have the big giant cubes of ice, right? Um, I, I, those aren't my favorite when I'm drinking whiskey. I like to have small small ice because i can control exactly how much it's going to dilute at that point and then i get to taste it neat and then i get to taste it cold and then i get to taste it a little diluted all the way through there and it's it's a whole ride from the beginning to the end of the whiskey and it's wonderful that way i will just mention the i was out drinking the other night with my good buddy docs um <laughs> and uh he moved around oh. a little more that night docs, than he is, docs is going out drinking with today. me quite a bit from now on <laughs> yeah. uh but we went over to reserve 101 which is very close to this building and we had uh we ordered a uh, uh an old-fashioned but with plantation rum instead of with uh, uh with uh, the bourbon mm-hmm. and it in one of those big fat ice cubes and man it was outlandishly good like i have a new favorite cocktail so those, those ice try, cubes so. are really really good for for a cocktail because they're not diluting the whole cocktail which is already going to have some intentional dilution to it already yeah absolutely all right we're going to have to take another break when we come back i want to try some more beers do we have some beers that we have not tried yet oh yeah and immediately hayes not hate from great heights yeah hayes not hate from great heights a belgian quad (laughs) bishop barrel you get out of our territory i don't know if you're going to be able to handle this or not this might uh this might be a (laughs) beer overload for you sir All right, beer overload for Ian when we return. It's smoking and toasting. Our program's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We're here with some of our very best friends of the show, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, my friends. It is the anniversary show of Smoking and Toasting. Right. And a little background on anniversaries. We did our first anniversary show at show number 100, which we did right in the same location. We invited everyone who'd ever been on the show before. And, of course, not everybody can make it on a specific day. But we had a nice big group just like this. And this is before we were uh, syndicated on radio. The show went on for four hours. 
Now, I don't know if today's show is going to go on for four hours. The radio portion of it, of course, will only be two. But we will do a bonus segment if anybody wants to stay and drink and talk and, and smoke. And speaking of smoking, we have a new cigar smoker at the table. That is me. That is me. So... Uh, yeah. My, fa- I am an AJ Fernandez fanboy. I love this man. Well, when t- you open blends. up, when you open up Cruz's humidor, you can actually hear AJ Fernandez giggle just a little bit <laughs> in, the, in the background. And so uh, I, I gave her uh, one of my cigars from AJ, one of AJ's blends called the Enclave. And you, is this the first cigar you've ever smoked, or have you smoked one before? I'm gonna be honest. It, it is my first. You, okay. you pop my cigar cherry. Yeah. So, um, well, so this is fun yeah. because yeah, it's, I'm enjoying is, it. Yeah, this is fun because we we gave you a little bit of a we gave you a little bit of a instruction on how to do it. I just started a bad habit. Yeah, or a good habit. I don't know. It's a wonderful habit. I'm going to tell you, there's nothing that I enjoy, whether it's food or beverage or cigars, that comes with zero risk. There just isn't. There's risk getting out of bed in the morning, but if you take a look at the positives. For me, cigar smoking, people who talk about the negatives of it, and I'm not saying they don't exist, but the positives, the amount of relaxation, <laughs> the amount of blood, blood pressure drops that I get from sitting and enjoying a cigar is, is something you don't hear a lot about. And I'm telling you, it's a quality of life issue for me. And there's no better time for me, there's no better quality of life, or at least very few, than sitting with a fine cigar and a great beverage, whether it's a, a really good craft beer or a tequila or a rum or some of this uh, uh, whiskey that we're going to be uh, trying here in a few minutes. So to me, um, it's it's not a bad habit. It's only a bad habit if you so are rude with people about I, it, I'm I actually wearing a shirt that says, you can't hurry up and smoke a cigar. <laughs> That's right. Well, my That's right. dad's and, favorite thing. And that is, that is a thing. Like, you sit down and smoke a cigar, you're committed to it. That's that... You're going to sit down. You've got at least an hour where you've got nothing better to do. I love when my dad and says And that's a beautiful thing. Well, yeah. I feel very, very relaxed. I feel very good. It's a good thing. Um, yeah. Thank thing. you so much for sharing the cigar with me. Absolutely. I have plenty more where that came from. So. <laughs> I think um, one should be my limit Yeah, probably today. not five cigars on your first Yeah. Day. Yeah, no. Um, i got to pace myself. Mark Morell is our uh, wine expert here on Smoking and Toasting. And we're not really doing wine on the show today. But, Mark, I wonder if you could speak for a minute. You and my wife and I had dinner a couple of weeks ago, and I asked Mark when he showed up at the table, I said, does it get annoying that every time you go to dinner with someone, they want you to choose the wine? <laughs> and, Not at all. But it doesn't, you yeah. said. No, I mean, and it happens all the time. And and the thing is, is that I'm happy to help. I recognize that I probably know more than most people about, about wine. So I'm happy to share that information and got to be honest with you i'd especially if i'm partaking as well i'd rather us drink something (laughs) delicious right than something that maybe someone who doesn't know much about it has picked out and i'm gonna have to suffer through now do you find it it kind of fun like i I would i would assume it's almost like going to a jukebox like an actual jukebox at at a place where you have to like come up with a, a a bunch of songs that like out of what they have to choose from so do you find it kind of fun to look through what 
any random other place <laughs> has to choose from and finding something that's really good out of there. Yeah, that, like, you know, when I, when I go joy? to dinner with my sister and the waiter hands me the, the wine list, my sister rolls her eyes and she goes, okay, there goes Mark. We're not going to see him for a while. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and alternatively, when I go to a place whose program uh, whose program's author I know, they're like, okay, now you're judging me. <laughs> yeah. And he's right. I'm absolutely judging you. Well, and, and I think that's important to judge. And, and I want to talk we've got a lot of, of beer people here so i want to i want to see if i can get you guys to join me or maybe you already do this but i am so tired of going to restaurants with lazy beverage managers who <laughs> who have put together their beer list and this is not i'm not trying to be unfair to carbach carbach has some very nice beers but carbach is owned by anheuser-busch yeah and what I believe happens at a lot of restaurants is the Anheuser-Busch rep, because they've got to have Budweiser, and they've got to have, unless they're, unless they're catering to a really craft-oriented clientele, yeah. 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 they've got to carry the macro brews, they've got to carry Bud and Bud Light and, and Miller Light and Coors Light, whatever, but I, I'm afraid that the, the AB rep is talking them into saying, oh, just carry Hopadillo and Love Street and you're covered for craft. Yeah, so it's less the rep and more the distribution manager. Yeah, so uh, okay. you're going to get your distribution just like we are. So we're self-distributed. I know Great Heights is as well. Um, many of the other breweries across Houston are, and others are tied to larger distributors. That's fine. That's just how it goes. Obviously, the larger brewery you are, you're going to start trying to find inroads to areas outside of Houston. Right. You need somebody who can help you do that. For those in Houston, obviously, we do go up against this, especially for smaller breweries mm -hmm. where, you know, somebody has a representative from Silver Eagle or Benny Keith. And just the same thing with wine. Like There's we have an RNDC uh, rep or a Glacier rep that comes in and they say, hey, I can provide you 60 of the top 100 brands that your consumers might be looking for. Great. You know, if you're going to be easy about it, I got 12 taps, I got 20 taps, I've got three tequilas I carry, whatever it is. Like, you can help fill those voids and you give me a, you know, a, a low, middle, high. I get that answered for me and I got to deal with one guy. Right. Great. That's one guy. It. And you're right. There's lazy. But it's lazy. It, right. There's, there's, there's a really great brewery that's very, very close to the restaurant that I don't deal with anymore because they're being distributed by a much larger. Um, uh, company that I don't have a relationship with that I don't that I don't work with and right. so now it's made that particular brewery off limits kind of taken right. them off so the list so it can work against you too right and, and right. that's that's what we're I mean at the end of the day again being uh, Houston born and bred and trying to bring you know a level of a store to Houston especially right. in the beer area we're saying hey you know a win for us is a win for everybody St. Arnold's been doing it for a very long time we're the new Absolutely. kids on the block we're coming in here we're hoping to have you know rising tide lift all ships quality products throughout you know the whole area and when somebody reaches for a new craft beer they're coming away with a positive impression saying hey Absolutely. I should go after more craft beer I can replace these well, other styles or these other you know calls that I've been doing that not really realizing that we've got such great local things around us and that's what we hope kind of perturbates throughout the greater absolutely. area right absolutely and oh. as a result you know sorry abby oh go ahead. no 100 i agree like i love when somebody says oh i like this from a certain brewery and then they realize that they just found like a style of beer that they liked right. and that they didn't know that that was like a style and so i can introduce them to 
a different brewery that makes that same style and then they just found it and then i just opened it up them up to a whole bunch of different beer that they want to try when they go out and that's my favorite thing about craft yeah. beer well I, I, I will say it's still an uphill battle getting oh, into yeah. all the stores all the draft locations all the restaurants sure. all the bars again it's there's an easy convenience and i don't you know i, I understand why that is you're going to have to carry the big brands i get that one thing we do you know constantly fight for and try to get into the impressions of our uh, retail partners and draft partners is that um you know taps over texas you know at the end of the day there's a texas alternative to what you're carrying that mm-hmm. i'm sure is great something probably even local homegrown that you can you know for you as a local other business that just helps again ingrain you as like hey we support local we're doing local we've you know we got 12 taps and 10 of them are these local breweries and yeah we got to carry these other two because people ask them for so often whatever it is our goal hopefully is take over all the taps yeah, right, right. but it. at the I end of the day so if you got 12 taps at least into, the majority of them should be when taxes. i walk in a place like uh, uh there's a specific wing blade and like that I have 20 taps and yeah. the only beers that are drinkable on there are Sam Adams and Shiner yeah you right know? I mean right. come on yeah. Yeah. Well, they just brought Yingling in watch out uh-huh. right right so, so I will say this and I, and I would hope that you guys would join me in this when I go to a restaurant and they have taken the lazy way I will ask my server and and I watch my wife roll her eyes like oh boy here, here he goes but I will ask my server will you tell the beverage manager that customers are asking for a more diverse beer selection I understand you got to carry some of these but and and by the way tip of the cap to St. Arnold because there are a number of these places where I will go in and they have all of the mega owned brews and art car and in those in those cases i specifically thank them for carrying our car which is st arnold's you know yeah. wonderful ipa keep doing and that. i and i say thank you please yeah. continue to extend no. your beer selection bring in more like this yeah, because keep this doing is, that and i would say that good. for any tequila any wine anything that you have a local interest in if there's something out of fredericksburg the calais winery whatever it is that yeah. you think hey they need to be represented over here like talk about it i'm, I'm sure the beverage manager in some occasion would love to hear that they want to know well, that hey yeah. you're interested and, and listen, that's going to help them say okay hey we're ready to make this transition or we're ready to and get over to this because there's the hesitation from there and not knowing like am I going to put this on is it going to go long how am I going right. to help build interest in it are we going to have to do a tap night are we going to have to do a glass night are we going to have to do something <laughs> to focus attention to it that's more work right and, like but there's just a lot of but it is totally worth there. it and I'll tell you it's not like this is happening at Chick-fil-A I mean I'm in a restaurant where I'm going to drop 100 200 bucks on dinner and so that ought to give me the right to at least say, hey, here's a suggestion. I would come here more often if your beer selection were better. Anyways, um, I'm not sure since we're talking about beer, if you have heard the latest about what's the number one beer being sold now in the U.S. My understanding is Modelo Especial. Modelo. <laughs> you got Which it. Is a Mexican beer. I, I was surprised because, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think it's that great. Well, it, it's My, not, but it's better than the former number one beer, which is Bud Light. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. a lot of people... <laughs> A lot of people are boycotting Bud Light for political reasons. I've been boycotting Bud Light for years because it's just not a very for good beer. Me- reasons. Yeah, yeah, based on personal yeah. taste. Mexico has, has nothing to do. I, I could care less who they uh, use as an influencer. That, Mexico in, in has. Fact, I think that's kind of cool. But the reality is, 
I boycott them because the beer doesn't taste very good. Mexico so. has much better beers. Yes. And then I was also surprised that Corona that mm -hmm. advertised so heavily with big shots like Snoopy Well, I will Dope tell you this. Modelo Especial is a much better beer than Corona. Oh, yeah. Corona is uh -huh. no more. No, better. I don't like. Yeah, I don't like Corona. Yeah, much but. better. Um, Mark, I, I, uh, we were... That's why we drink we scout around here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> scout, 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 scout. We uh, uh, we were talking about True wine enough. earlier, and the one uh, you uh, at our dinner uh, being past the wine menu. But I have to say, you made an amazing selection. And can do you remember what that wine was? Because it was wonderful. I don't recall the producer. Um, it was Burgundy, um, and I, I did that for a couple different reasons. First of all, we were at a friend's restaurant, right? Um, and I thought that uh, Pinot Noir would go great with no matter what. Either of us ordered, and I love a good pin. Um, not only that, but Burgundy has um, a, a cachet to it that is uh, a bit unrecognizable. A lot of people don't understand Burgundy. They don't understand that it, that in Burgundy it's Pinot Noir and Chardonnay predominantly, and um, and I just thought that it would be. And not only that, but it was a killer deal from a really great region within Burgundy, and I, th I thought that it would have been great well, for. I'm it. just going to make this as a recommendation. Anyone that can. Invite Mark to dinner, buy him dinner, and allow him to choose the wine. Because that, it was my that calendar good of an experience. is free. From my I'm open. We're going to be a house party and choose from the cellar, Mark. Absolutely. <laughs> Terry, how are we doing on the segment? Hit me up, Rainbow Lodge. We've got about, we got about a minute left in this segment. Um, and Mark, I know you're going to have to go after this segment, but I just wanted to thank you for, uh, for being here and for all you brought to the show. And uh, it's not going to be long before we're going to start talking about wines for the holidays. I know that seems crazy today. Oh, no, I'm planning in already. the 103 degree heat, but uh, uh, but because it's, it's because good. it's tradition, I have to bring bubbles, so we have to figure and, out another. And we love that light. tradition. That's one of our favorite traditions uh, that that we have. But congrats! But thanks again for all that you bring to the show. And honestly, I don't know if we'd have gotten to show number 333 if we didn't have an amazing tequila expert, a great cocktail expert with uh, uh, with Chris, Chris who was yeah. here uh, a little bit earlier, and Mark, our wine expert. So thank you for all you bring to the show, Bravo. my friend, and and yeah. thank you very much. And we are going to take a break. We'll be back. Drinking news is just ahead, and we have more to taste, including some Bishop's Barrel, my oh, friend. Oh, you know what? Oh, Pass yeah. that down. I already yep. tasted mine. Very excited. All right, yes. Welcome back. It is Smoking and Toasting. It is our anniversary show. We've had a couple of people that had to go. And uh, so I appreciate those of you who are still here uh, hanging around because we have lots more to taste, lots more to drink, and uh, apparently a bit more cigar to smoke, too. So you're uh, you're enjoying yes. that, aren't you? Yes, I am very much enjoying the cigar. See, the biggest problem that she's going to have is I started her with one of the better cigars that there are. So, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, set, set the bar pretty high for I only there, smoke so. the best. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate um, that, though. I just wanted to mention Great Heights. Uh, uh, you guys have so many great beers. And your blue tile, you poured one for me in the last segment. Mm -hmm. I didn't even talk about it. It's completely gone. It's wonderful. It is one of the yeah. most awesome, uh, like, hazy uh, uh, IPAs. Well, but you have another yep. hazy that yes. you're going to pour. So I have a true hazy here, like a New England hazy. I have our Haze Not Hate. It's definitely one of our most anticipated summer releases. It's got really nice uh, tropical notes on the nose. You can get some pineapple from uh, the Sabro Hop and some coconut for sure. Let me just right. get if some you, over to both while, of you while guys. You, while you pour Thank some you more Doug, of that, I want to talk a little that. bit about 
because we already have the bishop's barrel here, and yes. Ian, in typical Ian fashion, already drained one. <laughs> I did, I and, did my has, uh, uh, and has done the research. So I'll know. let you start. Uh, but tell us first, this is bishop's barrel twenty one. Bishop's is this? barrel twenty one from my closet cellar. Um, so this came out what about four years ago? It came out. Um, it was it was bottled in twenty eighteen actually, wow. uh, but it's a it's a Belgian quad. It was aged in a Woodford Reserve bourbon barrels yes. for 15 months. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's very, it's very fruit for. There's notes of honey, maple syrup, toffee, graham cracker. Um, you know, it's it's so got it's some really fig and dates. It's, it's a little sweet, but you yeah. know, it's, it's it's. So this I absolutely love. Yes. like I I adore this. This is one of my favorite Bishop's barrels. <clears throat> It's sticky, it's sweet, it's incredibly fruit forward, and it's woody on the finish mm-hmm. in the best possible way. And uh, and I, I asked you uh, on the break how that was going with your cigar. These, uh, uh, the uh, the Belgian style, especially the quads, the bigger Belgian styles, go so well with cigars. They just they really kind of go like hand in hand, flavor-wise. They really, really... Uh, uh, now, complement each other. A, a quick Bishop's Barrel question, because St. Arnold has done... You did, you've did. you done how many Bishop's Barrels? Do you know? Uh, 25, 25, I believe. Is, yeah. is the, now, I know you're not doing Divine Reserve anymore. Is Bishop's Barrel still happening, or is it on hold, or is it done? It's on hold. We very much still have our whole barrel aging program uh, going on. We've got a ton of stuff in barrels. Will I say it, it will come back? I mean, maybe next year we're turning 30, our big... Mm. It'll be a really big anniversary. Um, we just celebrated our 29-year uh, the other weekend. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, we just, you know, if, if there's a recipe out there that we feel is true to the Bishop's Barrel name, maybe maybe we will, we will release another one. But... Um, I will yeah. mention, by the way, we had your uh, Tarnation oh, uh, yeah. Strong Ale on the show, uh, what was it, about two weeks ago? Yeah. That oh. is a fine beer. Yeah. That is a, just a really mm-hmm. wonderful, and strikes me as something that might have been a special release before, mm-hmm. and now it's a, it's a general release. Is that a limited time for you? It guys? is. Tarnation is actually yeah. a year-round Strong Ale mm-hmm. for us. Um, wonderful. Available in six packs in the grocery store and bottles, Ooh. but uh, we do have some Tarnation aging in barrels, so... Tarnation's big. It's what, 8%? 9%, 9% actually. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. big. So it's a very complex malt uh, character to it, uh, but it's, it's pretty smooth for 9%. Ladies and gentlemen, you know? if you're only going to have two Make them count. Yes, exactly. <laughs> meanwhile, Sir. Docs keeps assaulting Sir. people here. Docs is, uh, Docs is meanwhile, rowdy today. Meanwhile, at Great Heights, you have poured us your haze, not hate. Which, yeah. First of all, I just love the whole concept because Thank you. there's there's so much crazy town stuff going on in the world today. So many people who want to take anything that's different from what they are and, you know, throw shade in that direction or worse. And so I love the concept. And I also got to tell you, I love this beer. Yes. This is a hazy that is uh, is just fantastic. Tell us about this, this is, beer. Uh, so this is brewed with your favorite hops like Citra and Mosaic, but we also have a little bit of Vic Secret and some uh, Sabro. I think those Sabro hops really attribute uh, to the more tropical notes you're going to get from it, like a little bit of pineapple, yep, a little bit yep. of coconut notes. I like to say like it smells like a Dole Whip on the nose. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I want to talk about this a little more when we come back. We do have yeah. to take a break. We will uh, return in a moment. And Drinking News is also... Next, so it's smoking and toasting. (laughs) 
Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. I love those We're things. enjoying all of those things. And by the way, before we leave the show today, uh, it was I was made aware that this uh, rum, Plantation Stiggins Fancy Pineapple, which I've mentioned we always have in the bar at my house, uh, I've become aware that Liliana has not tried this, so we'll be sampling some from my bar uh, here before the program is up. But I want to go back really quickly to Hayes Not Hate. Because you mentioned, is this a year-round beer for you guys, or is this uh, a seasonal? No, this is a seasonal. I think it's one of our most anticipated summer releases. Um, our proceeds go back to Tony's Place, which is for at-risk at at uh, unhoused children with LGBTQ+. And our co-founder, Sean, is a board member, so this is something that's very close to our heart, and uh, we very much support that. So we love Haze Not Hate, and we hope that y'all come out, grab a, grab a couple cases at the brewery. There's been wherever you um, can support it around town. There's been a lot of pushback in the last four or five months against uh, companies and products that are supportive of LGBTQ plus uh, issues. <clears throat> have you guys experienced any of that? Um, we have been fortunate not to experience that, uh, but we do know that our neighbors have experienced that, and uh, like over at Walking Stick, and just because just because it is a little bit more uh, volatile this summer mm -hmm. but and also so yeah uh, we've 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 figured it you know yeah we have experienced it a little bit but not directly not yeah not anything so, that's had an impact on your yeah. sales or anything like that no well, yeah but we've we have a great community and uh, we've been every everybody's been very supportive of us and we support every every one of our neighbors around who make a safe place for everybody. I think one of the things I'd add to that is that um, I, I don't know, for the people that are participating in this kind of uh, feedback loop, um, I mean, it's any any brand that you're going to otherwise has had an affiliation with a community or group that maybe you don't want to try to support. Every, every small Every small craft brewery in Houston, I can tell you right now, has had an affiliation with the LGBTQ community, uh, outside communities. I mean, the community at large in, in all brewing uh, industries, and I think craft at, at large. I mean, we reach out to the community that supports us. All communities right. support us. We support them back. That's, that's that's the feedback loop we want to provide. Anybody that's got an issue with this in any direction, they're going to find themselves falling in deaf ears. Maybe you're moving on to another product, but you don't realize that product also supports the community. Like You just haven't done enough research or figured it out. So if there's somebody in Houston you're looking to go to as a fallback, you're not going to find one. Right. All communities here, and every brewery here supports all the communities. Uh, it's it's not something that I think is a, is a fight worth fighting. And if you're going to push back on any brewery here, you're pushing back on all of them. Right. I mean, quite Absolutely. honestly. So this is something I think, you know, we're fighting Absolutely. the fight together. And if, <clears throat> if you've gotten it, you know, you're not alone on that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll just that. keep on pushing them out and they'll figure it out sooner or later, you know. And, and by the way, they'll find something new to be outraged about next yes. week and it won't yeah. be a thing. And if they don't get quality craft beer as a response to that, that's, that's their that's, problem. Yeah, that's, that's not ours. 100%. You know? 100%. Hey, man, I, I've always said if the only <laughs> thing you've got to worry about is what someone else is doing with their lives. You must have a really nice life. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? You know, Very well I said. I mean, it must be amazing to be you if that's all you've got to worry about. Cheers, cheers to you for that. And by the way, nice. what am I toasting cheers you with to that, here, Ian? Yeah. Cheers. Oh, wait till you try this. Yeah, yeah right. what are we trying, Ian? Tell yeah, us about it. Did everyone get some? There's, yes. there's one left over here. This is going to go very nice this with was, the haze This night. was my birthday present from my brothers. Ooh. 
This is the Balvenie, uh, a, the sweet toast of American oak, 12 year. Uh, Slightly uh, toasted. Scotch, yes. Okay. The uh, Balvenie. Show that. Uh, show oh, yeah, yeah. It's, we don't have Mr. Twirly Gig here today. Smell the yeah. toast on the nose. The that bottle. The okay, bottles. That's, that's got a lot more punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little yeah. almond. Say that into the, the mic if you could. <laughs> the bottle's got an interesting label with this. The artwork. Oh on this wow, beautiful. That's got some punch. Is yeah. beautiful. Yes. Those guys absolutely. make money. They know how to make a product. Yeah, they absolutely I do. Yeah. Still sipping on that plantation right there. I'm yeah. thinking that's gonna go nice though with uh, the haze. Yeah. Hay. Oh, oh we're, there we're we're getting getting there. Look at you with all the connoisseurs. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. We're getting there. And and Ian, this is absolutely wonderful. And I wonder if you could do me a favor. Would you let your brothers know that my birthday is September 28th? <laughs> and uh, and they've got plenty of time, you know. It's still right, right. They've got less time for me. It's July third, so, so, so uh, they can go okay, ahead and yeah, direct ship maybe overnight. Whatever it is. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, you this fell is, out of uh, the cancer, baby. Get out of here. Get out of here. I don't even know what you are. A deliciously sweet, rich, and fruity variation of the Balvenie created by finishing the whiskey in twice toasted virgin American oak barrels. Oh, I love it. And it is, it is woody and delicious. It is yeah. wonderful. Fruity. It is wonderful. And it, it is somehow, I think, appropriate that I'm sipping on a little bit of this as we transition to drinking news. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> i got to give Ian time to pick up the ukulele. Oh, man. Does oh, anybody else wonder. start it in their head? Drinking news. I don't have a mic stand. I I would be happy to. But before we do this, I need to ask you if you would pass that wireless mic to Liliana and Liliana uh, are, I, I think I've had you do this on the show before but when we get to the point in the song would you be able to say into the mic I had to take my gator to the vet yes. can you do that for us it is it is I'll, I'll cue you okay ladies and gentlemen drinking news drinking news now it's time for drinking news drinking news drinking news now it's time for drinking news Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. <laughs> drinking news, drinking drinkin news. news. Now it's time for drinking news. <laughs> Cheers, y'all. Cheers. That's my favorite part of the show. All right. Welcome to the most popular segment on the program. Alan Denny just joined the party, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Just in time. Is that some of the Balvenie we could pass? It, it is. Pass it on. Welcome and have something to drink, my friend. I'm glad you're here. It's been a long day. It's been a long day, he says. All right. So, Alan, you're here just in time for drinking news. And it is, as we have explained before, the most popular segment on the Smoke and a Toast and Show. For those of you who may not be familiar, Drinking News is the part of the show where we pass along a news story, one that has been published somewhere that we believe to be legit. It's not a parody story or something funny from The Onion. To at least the best of our knowledge, the stories on Drinking News are true, and the names have not been changed to protect the innocent. And of course, while the stories we feature are sometimes, but not always, about drinking, they are all best enjoyed when you've been Drinking. Drinking. And all of us here have been, except for uh, Alan, who's uh, getting started, I bet, right now. So he's, he's We don't know what he did before this. Yeah. 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 Oh, wait till you try that. Wait, wait, wait for the look on his face. Certainly true for the anniversary show. So, um, For today's story, we're going to revisit what is probably the best one we've ever reported on, on Drinking News. And this is a story that is not, in fact, about drinking. Although, in fairness, if this happened to me... 
I would be doing a substantial amount of drinking, so at least there is that. Our story begins in 2010, when a British man named Malcolm McDonald, a mechanic from Norfolk, was mortified because, and I swear this actually happened, one afternoon, his penis, and I'm quoting here, <laughs> just dropped off onto the floor, end quote. McDonald had been suffering from what doctors referred to as an infection in his perineum. Now, there's no report on how he got the, the, the perineum, an by infection the way, also in the perineum. Known as AKA taint. Yes, no, yes. There's other words. There's other words. <laughs> there's no report on how he got the infection in his perineum. And we're going to have to do some more research on this because I want to make sure that whatever he did that caused that condition is something that I never, <laughs> yeah, ever do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In any event, this alone would qualify the story as material for drinking news. <laughs> but as they used to say on those late night TV ads from the 90s, <laughs> but, but wait, wait there's, there's more. more. <laughs> the rest of the story. Thanks to the miracles of modern medicine, surgeons told the British man not to despair. No, don't worry. Nothing, no, nothing to worry about here. And that they could, in fact, make him whole once again. By using a revolutionary surgical procedure, doctors used a flap of skin on the man's arm to grow him a new penis <laughs> on his arm, which they would later move and surgically attach to his groin. But a problem arose. Listen, you're going to have to get some bigger sleeves. <laughs> a, problem, a problem arose when doctors were forced to cancel the operation and move the, the operation to move this man-made phallus to his pubic area due to a lack of oxygen in his blood. And so because of this, McDonald was left with the artificial phallus poking out of his forearm. And thanks to the blood oxygen issue, along with scheduling mix-ups and staff shortages, the pun is not intentional, by the way, uh, and, and even the COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic, McDonald's new artificially grown manhood stayed affixed to his left arm for six years. <laughs> it, had, it had plenty of time to grow. The British man told the New York Post that he eventually, quote, got used to having the appendage on his arm. People ask me about it when they see me in the pub. And of course, people make jokes, he stated at the time. But I get it. It's not every day you see a man with a penis on his arm. Of course, I see the funny side. I have to. I don't have any other option. In the new documentary... And I swear to you, I'm not making this up. Documentary? In the new documentary titled, The Man with a Penis on His Arm. <laughs> well, they, they went out of their way to look yeah, up. They, the marketing worked on that one. <laughs> McDonald recalls helping an elderly lady re retrieve an item from the top shelf at a supermarket, <laughs> only to have the penis pop out from beneath his sleeve and nearly hit her on the head. Arm, it's something to tell the grandchildren, isn't it? McDonald says in the documentary. Well, here's our drinking news update. For those of you who may have heard that story way back when we first reported it and are wondering about the fate of one Malcolm McDonald. We are happy to report that last year, doctors in a nine-hour operation were finally able to successfully move the man's man-made manhood you like what I did? <laughs> that was a, yeah, that was nice. From his arm to where it belongs. McDonald said, and again, I love these quotes. The first thing I did was look down and I was like, oh, my days. They got it this time. <laughs> 
Doctors were even able to install two tubes to allow McDonald to inflate the appendage with a hand pump in order to ready himself for sexy time. Because, come on, you knew you were wondering, right? <laughs> As it turns out, the British man was able to even have surgeons work with his request to add tissue to the man-made member and make it two inches longer than its original size. <laughs> That made that new supermarket request very awkward. Did I not tell you this was the greatest drinking news story ever? <laughs> McDonald, who is the father of two, is divorced oh, no. and now fully equipped to re-enter the dating scene. <laughs> My luck in life hasn't been too good so far, but it can only go bad for so long, can't it? He says in the documentary. Can you imagine six years of your life with a penis swinging on your arm? It's been a nightmare, but it's gone now. Now, normally at this point in our drinking news story, I would try to distill what we've learned or, or you know, uh, perhaps give advice should you well, find yourself that's what we've in learned. a similar situation. <laughs> and right then, the wind just, uh, just cut loose. You can't it? control it. That's, uh... But instead of distilling this or giving advice, we have to say that we found ourselves inspired by Mr. McDonald's story. And in fact, so inspired that we've been moved to write a poem about his experience. Oh, no. And I'd like to share that with oh, you now. Oh, Marcy, here it comes. Ian, could you provide us some poetry reading music? Yes, yes. Give me a moment. Let me right. move this. Let me do right, here, this. I can, I can hold oh, this no, for you. No, I got this. This, is, All right. this, this oh, yeah. acts like a stand here. Oh, yes. Like uh, this. Uh, this one's a cold beer. Let me... Do you want one that's more... And now a poem okay? for Mr. McDonald. This one's called. Wait, wait, wait. wait happy you have some poem or sad poem? Uh, happy poem. <laughs> Poetry reading music from Ian on the ukulele. A Brit whose despair was unmatched had his penis drop off and detach. Docs told him no harm and grew one on his arm. His tallywhackers now reattached. A poem, Mr. McDonald. <laughs> I'm sorry. What, what? What was that? I'm sorry. You missed a lot of stanzas there. There were there was other information that oh, well, we, we glanced over. There was yeah. There was there was the young woman from Venus. I know there were other. Verses. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just stayed. You know. I don't know. I don't don't Again, forget about that man from Nantucket. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. We have. We I have. Feel uh, like we're going around posies and not realizing what they were. For we a have uh, we have some time constraints here on the show, so it's been edited for length. Stay tuned for the bonus show. Please and edited then, for length. <laughs> Reporting live from the Smoking and Toasting Anniversary Show, where I'm wondering if it would be worth it for the extra two inches. <laughs> My name is Cruz, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is your drinking, drinking news. Drinking news. That's our time drinking for drinking news. Drinking news. Drinking news. That's our time for drinking news. Uh, I think uh, I think we need an alternative outro. When yeah. stories like this hit, we need a more grungy outro. Oh yeah, <laughs> really, really meet the lie. Ah! That's right. Thank you. Drinking news. That was, that was, that was, that was, that was,
That was kind of Oasis meets Nirvana. I like it. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Carry on, Matt. About thirty seconds. About thirty seconds in this segment. So we we made our way through drinking news. Unfortunately, couldn't do all of the uh, bonus verses, but perhaps we'll get to those in the. Well, we'll get to the bonus beers for sure. Don't you worry. We also have more to drink. You you brought more True Anomaly, right? Oh, a whole bunch. All right, good. So we want to get to some more of that, and we definitely have to get Liliana to try this plantation rum as well as all the rest of you guys. So uh, we'll take a break, and we will be back. Smoking and Toasting is doing our anniversary show. It's show number 333, and now you know why we saved our return to that drinking news story for this particular (laughs) broadcast. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, hand-rolled cigars. This is show number 333. It is our anniversary show. No one has stopped us yet. A couple of uh, seconds here to thank a few people. I want to thank Ian's wife, Tiffany, who made some of the most amazing seven-layer dip. I think it's really more about fourteen-layer, but uh, but it's amazing. <laughs> but and did all the prep on all of the uh, pulled pork and the sausage and stuff you made for the, for today. Yeah, all and, I did was apply heat slow and low, so man. It Tiffany, out great. thank you so much to my wife Mary, who made sure we contacted everybody, got everything together. Uh, Mary's been booking the show since its inception but those reins are now being passed over to you ian so that's right uh, so uh, from now on uh you can still call mary and you know bribe her with alcohol now you're gonna have to hear from me but yeah now you'll have to hear from uh, from ian i want to thank everybody who came out and made this uh, a lot of fun today and uh including those who uh already had to leave but thanks to alan for making it i know you had a wild day so the fact that you're here i view as a wonderful surprise and uh want, want to also thank Adam and the Cloud who puts this all together in post and particular thanks to Terry Michaels our engineer who has sweated his way through quite an afternoon today. He's Terry, earning thank it today you. and uh, yes, don't absolutely. forget Docs. Docs showed up. And, and Docs, yeah, Docs is here as well in, in cardboard form. And uh, He so showed we up thank in you. spirit, pun and intended. And speaking of Docs, we have poured and passed around one of Docs's products, uh, which is Plantation Pineapple Rum. And I will never forget, my wife came home from a girl's night out and said, oh my God, I tried this rum and we have to get some and it's pineapple. And I was like, oh yeah, great. Pineapple, pineapple rum. Whatever. Uh, but I bought a bottle for her and I think I drank most of that first bottle because <laughs> I liked it so much. But this is something we have in our house all the time. Uh, and uh, it came to our attention that Liliana had never tried this. So uh, I wanted to pour this for everyone, let you guys try. And Liliana asked me about, for those who don't know, and you guys go ahead and start sampling because we're on a short segment here but uh for those who don't know just the difference between rum and uh scotch and uh what was the other one you asked uh brandy uh, brandy's made from grapes rum from sugarcane and scotch and all whiskeys are made from basically a grain they, they put a mash bill together grain and malt and they make it from that so malted barley the distillation and- is what makes the difference mm-hmm. with all of these products and with this by the way it is not infused with pineapple juice there are staves from the actual pineapple plant that are in the barrels where this is aged. And I believe I'm telling that correctly. If not, Docs will, you know, take about 45 minutes to correct me uh, the next time he's on the show. <laughs> so, uh, so you guys, uh, sample this. What do you think of this Stiggins Fancy Pineapple Rum? It's under $30 a bottle from uh, Plantation Rums. Incredible spice. Mm-hmm. Not you know. I mean, it uh, first and under foremost, $30. yeah, under thirty bucks, it's less than thirty dollars. The pineapple is there, right? I mean, but not like in an inundating way. 
right? Like the, it's the rum. It's not sweet. Other, it's sweet in the way that a rum is sweet. If you, if you want to pick it's not up sweet from the pineapple. If you want to pick up more pineapple, the retro hail is where it really shines, yeah, especially. Sure. Yeah. Liliana, what do you think? Let's uh, uh, make sure she gets a mic there. I think we have the wireless uh, somewhere. It's very nice and smooth. Yes, but I also. I had a wonderful feeling of the scent going through my nose mm-hmm. once it was in the my retrohale. mouth. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. So very nice. Absolutely. This is this is a very easy drinking rum, and it's one that's, like I said, it's fun. We we keep this around all the time. It's uh, this it's is also, well, this I, is amazing yeah. in mixed drinks. Well, this is amazing by say. itself. And well, by the way, put a chip of ice in it and drink it. And well, it's imagine a, like that. taking a little, like a little nip of this, and then like chase it down with the haze, not haze. Haze, not haze. Yeah. Who wants to do that? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's super tropical, right? Yeah. What, what do I? What do tropical I have in this? What do I have in this? Latest? Drink without another two or three drinks in hand. This latest so glass. It's always. It's always. <laughs> this latest glass that was passed down. What is this? Is this? Uh, oh, that's the haze, that? not haze. Uh, no. That like a blue tile. Oh, this is blue tile. Okay. No, it's like blue well, tile. it's wonderful with oh, the blue no, tile. It's the go flight. Oh, it's the go flight. I'm sorry oh, to yeah, take yeah. over. Gotcha. I yes, lied. Yes. Oh, um, we're switching quick and fast through one to go, the other but, now. Well, oh, go happened, flight, but go. I just wanted to say this marries with the pineapple oh, it rum. It goes great with the blue it's, tile. Yeah. As as Ian well, likes to go say, flight. that's go flight that y'all have. That's over go there. flight. Go flight. Yeah. As Ian yeah. likes to say, they form like Voltron. Go, that's a hazy. That's a that's a really go flight is the hazy IPA from. Our, uh, our friends at True Anomaly. Guys, we're going to wrap up the uh, broadcast portion of the show. Uh, those of you who are listening on broadcast radio, uh, if you will go to uh, YouTube for Smoking and Toasting, search for show number 333. You can catch the bonus segment, uh, and this will be where we continue to drink and enjoy great beers. But I just want to say thank you to everybody who made today's show happen. You guys are so much thank fun you. to drink with. This is, uh, this is just amazing. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you for being here. Congratulations. And who bought me brought us Ian and I one of the greatest cigars of all time, uh, the Siri, uh, the one thirty five yes. anniversary uh, Siri B Oliva. So good, it's wonderful. And I'm going to have a puff on this as we take you guys out. Thank you again, Terry. Thanks to everybody, and uh, we'll be back next week when we're live from Cigars International in Katy, Texas, and that'll be a fun show. Conroe, Texas. Uh, I'm sorry for Conroe. Yes, we're not. In there K- is the, one in Katy. There is a Katy location. As well. we'll be in Conroe. We'll talk to you from there, where we will be smoking and toasting. Once again, have a great week, everybody. And as we like to say, cheers, cheers, y'all. Well, well, well. That's another party about to happen. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this bonus segment of Smoking and Toasting's anniversary show, number 333. This is for podcast listeners and uh, video uh, viewers only. And uh, so so we have to do it this way because of uh, being now uh, syndicated on broadcast radio. Uh, Smoking and Toasting is now heard on uh, radio stations around the country, more and more all the time, I understand. So it's a wonderful thing. But uh, we wanted to drink for a little bit longer. And I see, oh, are you doing like a, a victory cup there? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not even doing Okay, I thought I'm maybe cleaning. you were. I'm cleaning. <laughs> Can I go back the to lo- this uh, IPA? Yeah, the locals have rebelled over here. We're just getting uh, oh, bored. We're pouring we're everything. Not, we're on to the next one. We're, they're just taking whatever they want well, now. Be- before we go, before we go too far, can I go back to this? Yeah, absolutely. To this so, hazy uh, that we're drinking. So you had a hazy. I, am I know we this. just highlighted the hazy. Hey, beautiful beer. Love this beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is our go flight. This is our year-round hazy. Very light, delicate, easy, approachable hazy. Um, 
honestly, it's uh, it's one of our best. This is one of the across. most crushable hazies. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I love I love the crushable term. Honestly, I didn't. I never really knew this term until I started actually running a brewery with people coming in and being like, "Oh, this is crushable." And I was like, "What does that mean?" And they were like, I, "It means I could just demolish a case of them if I needed to." <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I was like, "All right, all right. Well, the crush them, crush on, Ford, sir. You're you're a good man." For, for you, for you scientists, it's uh, it's it's highly imbibable. Yes, highly imbibe. Thank you. That's how I need to hear. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, the imbibe rate overtakes the uh, the no, pouring was, rate. I will just mention, as someone who loves IPAs, and I do love IPAs, I would like to say it one has of the a things, highly evaporative quality. Yeah, one of the things that I really, really like about this, and it's been true of several of the IPAs we've had today, is that because of their fruit fruit forwardness, because of the way the Citra hops works and makes them very fruity, they do not try to fight my cigar. Now there are a lot of oh, great fair, West fair. Coast IPAs that I, I thought about that. West Coast That's IPAs fair. that I love, yeah. but unfortunately I can't enjoy them because they have that cigar. same like bitter note. Right. They're like, ah, right. and it, am and I it, giving it, you floral? Am I giving you citrus? What am I doing? Right. Especially the dank and the pine coney mm-hmm. flavors that really, really can fight a cigar. Ah, right. Now I enjoy those beers a lot, but those have a tendency. I I reserve those for when I'm like. Doing dishes. All right, now that we're going to the second term, can I steal a cigar from you? Oh, absolutely, yes. Uh, I didn't want to choke on it in the first segment. (laughs) This lady to the left of me is very brave, very brave. I didn't know what to do here. I have these as well. Honestly, like a champ. I mean, like they told me like an hour, hour and a half. It's been less than that. You just although I think I need I need a relight. I think because I definitely yeah definitely um there is a specific way to relight a cigar. By the way, yeah yeah. All right, now I look. Don't puff yet. For a novice perspective, this one looks a little Twist shorter. It, this it. one, I feel like I should go towards the shorter one. <laughs> Is it the darker one? It says uh, Nica Libre. Oh, Nica, Nica Libre, Libre is fantastic. Now puff on it, see if you can get enough smoke. Look, I don't, what do I need to hear more about? It's good. Thank you. Is that for Yes, it is. Nicaragua. It's what they call a Nicaraguan puro, which means all of the tobacco in it. Puro. All of the tobacco in it is from Nicaragua. All right. I'm so, heal it. You good? Ah, oh, yes. Oh, okay. Think all right. We need to clip. So, oh, I'm good on the uh, the liquor tasting, the beer tasting. I'm not familiar with the cigar. So, all right. look, I feel like I should do the similar concept. Though, Actually, like really we do that. We call that the pre-light sniff. A pre-light sniff, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then. And then once you snip the end off, we're right, getting of it, a little light cocoa, like milk yes, chocolate. Yes, absolutely, yeah, yeah. very good for somebody who hasn't done cigars yeah. before. That's All very right. good. That's All very right. good. All right, so now you want to snip the last little, uh, you know, no, qu- no. quarter inch. Yeah, enough so about that you'll be able to draw. of an inch off the end. What yeah. is what is yeah. the purpose of snipping? Uh, well, it's so you can draw. I would do a little more than that. It's so you can actually draw. The air through the cigar, okay, 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 and so okay, so okay. like that, it's it's capped, and you can't uh, right, we've capped, get the air through there. Ready. Yeah, and from the factory, the, uh, there's a cap the on the end that you can't breathe through. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. All right, so we have we have a couple of novice cigar smokers on today's show. This Flip is, that over. Boom. There you go. And then you want to puff a little while you kind of gently toast the end of it, and you don't want to overburn. So, uh, I just want to mention. You got as it, man. As many times as I have had this plantation rum, this still just absolutely thrills me. <laughs> I just absolutely love this stuff. Mm. So I got to go with something Ian said at the end of the actual episode. Yes. Is you can drink this by itself, and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never used it to mix with a cocktail, but mm-hmm. within the next day or two, I will be out trying to find this because I want to see how oh, this it's mixes. Oh, it's not hard to find. It's ubiquitous. It's yeah. everywhere. With a, it's with a cocktail. And let me just point out, once again, smoking and toasting. 
directly impacting sales. So, a hundred percent, because a beer that we had on the last show that I was with you two weeks ago, yes, I went out and bought two six packs of it for the crawfish boil this weekend. Was it true anomaly? And drank all of it. I drank all of it. But I will Stop. say this. So for people that <laughs> don't understand just how a a show like this works of tasting all this time, they think we're just doing a show to be able to drink. Well, there's some truth to that. Well, there's a great deal of truth to that. But we, we are sampling and a bunch smoke. of stuff. You calm down, sir. Hey, hey. <laughs> Killing I, half our market out try, there. Trying try new cigars. You're correct. But I, I will tell you, there are a few beers on this table that if I'm in a HEB that has a great craft beer selection mm-hmm. or any other store that has a great craft beer selection, nine times out of ten, I'm looking for a good ale, a good barley wine, or I'm looking for a stout or a porter. I pass by IPAs because I just don't like them. Uh, the ones I've had, I didn't. I don't like that hops forward stuff. Mm-hmm. I've had three on this mm-hmm. table that I enjoy. I enjoy the citrus go. forward, the grapefruit forward. There's so these, three here. These can be added to your beer fridge. Yeah, and yeah. and and I would have never gone and said, "Oh, well, I'm going to buy an IPA." I know there are people sitting around here that love IPAs. I was not one of them. Now, Chris Hart keeps saying, "Hey, just keep trying Ardbeg and Lafroig, and you I will love, love that peaty stuff." No. I won't. I've tried everything there is out there. Uh, You know, I've tried the hardest with Octomore. I've tried the lowest. The Huzendal from Ardbeg is so good. Ain't gonna happen. But I will tell you with the beers, I've tried a lot of stuff that I normally wouldn't have bought. So I will tell you as well, the uh, it's a a maturing market. So at the end of the day, uh, what was, uh, you know, exclaimed as a West Coast IPA into today's West Coast IPA, even by uh, beer adjusting uh, criteria, right? Like we go into these competitions every year, and every year they say, "Hey, here's what the criteria is," right? Even by those criteria, in which they judge, in which they say, "Hey, here is the best of the best." Those have matured. They've uh, amalgamated over the years into what the public actually Absolutely. feels is this is more representative. Early days, yes, you got a West Coast IPA. It was piney, tar, just well, real and, like 100 IBUs. Like how many, again, like 100% you're cacao. You're not worthy. Right? But, like, and, you're but, not worthy. Yeah. Arrogant bastard. Who remembers their first arrogant yeah, bastard? Oh, man, dude, say, you're not worthy. Man. Get out of here. You but, piece but of there shit. Was a- there was a you whole, don't even know. Uh, there was a whole thing though for a while to see who could out hop each other with with IPAs. Oh, 100%. When IPAs first kind of became really super popular. It was like, okay, how much pintier can I make this than No, no. And know, the, and again, the IBUs, there's like kind of make 100, 110, 120. Right. How and, big can I go? To well, it just it, it just saturates your palate that you can't even really taste anything. And then hazies and juicies came along. It kind of yeah, pulled things yeah, back oh, the other no, way. Le- way to the left, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. So now people come back and we make a West Coast IPA. People love it. It's a very introductory level, like uh, Great Heights over here. Yes. And uh, but but people say, okay, hey, this is the flavor profile of a West Coast, which uh, without knocking me Mike Tyson style out of this is what a West Coast is, and that's okay. Yeah, that's like giving you an opportunity to taste the style, taste some different things. Hundred percent. Yes, I think uh, this has been a lovely afternoon, and we have here three wonderful representatives of different brewing companies. I, I, I just would like to ask each one of you how many different beers your company brews. 
Did you did you get yeah, is it the plantation? I'm trying to make sure all you guys got right, one of this next ladies, beverage. real quick. Did you hear the uh, the question was uh, yeah yeah how many beers does your brewery make like regularly right. and what can we find throughout the year? So we're uh, I'll start us off real quick. We're very unique in this. We're probably a little different than these guys. We have uh, some core year round beers, maybe eight to twelve beers, and then throughout the seasonal beers, we probably have about another four to eight that we introduced during the seasonal, and then a lot of different uh, bottle ver- varieties, which take one, two, three years to come to fruition. So our uh, goal is every month, more or less, to have one or two bottle variations come out, one or new v- new variations come out. So f- for the course of the year, for us, we'll probably have 20 new beers come out during the course of the year, and we still have about a dozen course day beers. But we do a lot of weird, interesting, peculiar stuff over there. We have a barrel age program that is a little off kilter from what you'll probably see in like the regular. You know what I love? I absolutely love about walking in a true anomaly is you walk into a lot of breweries and you see like a wall of IPAs, and then you see a pale ale, you see a lager, a stout. You walk into True Anomaly, you see some IPAs, and you always see about four or five different Belgian ridiculousness. (laughs) And I absolutely (laughs) love that. We have one right now. I have one for you. I love it. 15.6%. If you want it. Yeah, yeah. I'm about it. Ian Ian (laughs) would like to know if there are any chunks in your barley wine. No, there are. There are. We we decided to put the whole grapes in there one year, but people had an adverse reaction. I'm I'm not into the chunks. What about about Great Heights? Um, How many beers do you guys have on? uh, Uh, Great Heights, we have 16 beers on tap. Uh, Definitely at Great Heights, we're known for our IPAs. Uh, We do those very well, but you can also find. Uh, a really nice solid Hefeweizen. Our lagerish Kolsch does really well for us. Um, and, and, and don't forget, you also have a barley uh, wine. We do at all have times. a barley I wine love there. It. That's kind I love of it. it's a, so good. It's a, got a little bit of an award there. But yeah, yeah. we got a we got a <laughs> GABF on that. That's going to be. Um, we do different variants of that too, so that's awesome. We don't have it on at the moment, but do keep uh, up with us because we will be celebrating our anniversary, so you're going to see some really great barrel-aged stuff coming out very soon. Uh, we tend to do that when it's not as hot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but if you come to Great Heights, you're definitely going to find like some really nice IPAs, uh, our Haze Not Hate, our Strikes and Gutters. Um, we do a series where all of us get to name a beer after our dog. So that's, oh, that's super so cute. cool. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So we've been doing that for about two years now and it started, uh, it's a, it's a, uh, IPA series. We have Nova who's going to be, uh, our head brewer's beer. So, you know, that's gotta be good, right? That's going to be Taylor's dog's beer. He, he, he can't mess that up. Uh, so, yeah. and then I'm after Taylor. So I'll have, I'll have my dog beer Cassie after that. Now St. Arnold is, kind of the if you're from texas it's brewing royalty i mean it really is uh, not only are you guys the oldest craft brewery in texas but i think that you know the true anomalies and the uh, great heights and people like these brewers kind of kind of look up 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah for years like for years bearers, 100%. The people that have blazed this trail yeah. but what is interesting to me is it puts you in a kind of a unique position because these guys are all out there coming with all these like new and crazy stuff and you're you're established you've got the distribution you're in the places where you need to be and yet you've got to keep innovating too is that is that something that is 
a bigger challenge for an established brewery than uh, than say for a baby brewery. We that's give got we give them all our lose. secrets. That's the problem. This yeah, I mean, nice. we've got to continually innovate as well. I mean, we've got our true mainstay staples. I mean, Art Car continues to reign supreme um, in the market. Art Car is our number one brand. It continues to grow. I mean, year after year. I mean, it's it's known as just like a true consistent option out there people know what they're gonna get but we've also developed a lot of of new beers i mean our banger ipa came out in january it's you know an 8.4 percent hazy and it's really easy drinking for for how high of an abv it is and you know people are starting to discover it and um they're really really liking it it's taken off but you know we'll always have art car lawnmower um h-town pills so good h-town pills is a great year-round pilsner that we and make i love yeah. your summer pills your yes, summer pills is yes. actually i even like it better mm-hmm. than your year-round it's so good <laughs> it's yeah and it, it comes out around march and we'll hopefully have it through august and you guys and, always have a barley wine but it's in a bottle i have to yeah, get it from yeah. the from the brewery because yeah we're still doing those limited releases and those. things but um yeah we've got about 11 year-round beers that we do and then there's our seasonal and we also make i mean we make ciders as well we have a great dry cider we just mm-hmm. launched a strawberry kiwi cider it's kind of oh. our first fruited cider cider that we've we've done but it's it's tart it's not overly sweet and it's very easy drinking it's year-round but you know it's tasting great right now in the hot weather and i'm just such a fan yeah of the seasonals yeah like from summer pills leading into well from springbok leading into summer pills Mm -hmm. leading into October Fest. Oh yes. my God. Yes. Your October Fest is so good. Uh, the, the Christmas sale leading into winter stout leading. In, I mean, just it just keeps going year round. I always look uh, forward to all those seasons. And I wanted summer. to mention, too, uh, I don't hear as many people talking about these, but right now, my two favorite of your regular brews are the Harmony mm-hmm. and the Juicy IPA. Those yeah. are wonderful beers. Yes. They really are. And 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 for me they've even kind of replaced Art Car. Like I yeah. I still enjoy an Art Car from time to time, but for St. Arnold I'm more likely to reach for the Juicy or the uh or the Harmony. And what's I'm crazy is Juicy is the same ABV as Art Car at 7.1%, but it, it's it's all dry hops. Yeah. Um you got Citra Mosaic, Eldorado. It's it's very fruit forward. It doesn't flavor. have that bitter bite that Art car has and you can definitely crush it yeah uh, and harmony's even even lighter it's only six and a half percent so you've got you know we i mean we have a lot of ipa options for people i mean that's still the most popular kind of style of beer style yeah. of beer is ipas and yeah we we try to um try to give people options so we poured everyone um for my birthday last year, my business partner Pat Fant, who was here earlier t- uh, on the show, but he had to, he had to go, uh, went out to buy me something special for my birthday, and a bottle of Little Book showed up at my door. And Little Book, Ian, you know the history of this uh, of this whiskey really well, don't you? Well, not not I wouldn't say really well, but this is. Um no, I wouldn't say. Uh, well, really no, Freddie, no. Like uh, I created. If you're little familiar book with Booker's, as an honor to my grandfather Booker and um, and our shared love for che- uh, for cheating unique for creating. Sorry, unique blends to share the share with the world, and that's from Freddie No, who so, is the uh, right. So Freddie is the next generation yes. 
of uh, distillery masters at uh, at Booker's, and and this is I've had a chance to meet him and his grandfather, and I find this to be absolutely a wonderful bourbon. But you guys tell me what you think. What's the uh, proof? What's the proof? It's coming in at uh, forty eight, I think. About forty eight. Oh, sorry, no, no, it's big. It's fifty eight point seven. Fifty eight percent alcohol. Yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely got a little of that. It's got the, the cinnamon sure. is rich in it. Yes, yeah. it is. Big cinnamon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I absolutely love this, but I'm curious what you guys think, Alan. Uh, grab a mic there and tell me your uh, your thoughts because so, I know so you're. So that's a, a little higher than usual, right? That, yes. That, mm-hmm. Normal is forty. Forty. Yeah. Yeah. So, Freddie came out with this seven years ago. Uh, actually, eight this right this next coming year. But it's year. a yearly release, and it's a yearly and it's release. Different every year. It's different every year, and it is hard to find. It's super allocated. There's only so many bottles done. I want to say this comes out. There's less bottles of this that come out than any of the Pappy or, or the BTAC collections or any of that. Yeah, Bla- uh, of course, way less than Blanton's. And it's a very limited release. It's very hard to find. It's one of those that it's on specs allocate. you got to be a high-level points member to be able to get it. Yep. But you can find it at some of the best whiskey bars around Houston. Correct. They always get it. And some of them reserve Rosewater. They have some of the older expressions, and it's really neat to because this is the first. This is last year's, right? Yes, correct. So, so I had last year's. I don't remember it being this hot, but who knows what I yeah. drank before it? But yeah. some years have been I a little hotter, and some years have been not as hot as this. But this is fantastic. We are drinking it in an ambient temperature of above ninety. Yeah, is, <laughs> this is I'm true. just going to point that yeah. out. This is true. We're a little warm out here on the balcony of the. Uh, Eighth floor of the it's one park place. Better, At least we're in the shade. It's oh. better than it was a couple years ago. Is what it says. Yes, yes. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. It's the humidity. Yeah, that's right. It's not the heat, it's the humidity. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, Don't you just want to slap people The when heat they say is that? 99. It's exceeded our humidity by at least two degrees. <laughs> I, I love this, though. To me, this is just like, it is It is almost like a special occasion drink for me. And so today is definitely a special occasion. So it was the time to bust this one out. For well, I think bottle. we need to finish off your bottle. Oh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Oh. <laughs> uh, so um, let me ask you something about uh, True Anomaly. Will you guys do like a holiday brew or a Christmas sale this year? So we traditionally do a couple of bourbon barrel aged options. Uh, we're a bit in transition right now. So uh, we uh, we bought a new facility. Um, you fought a new facility? Yeah, we fought it and then we bought it. Okay. Uh, that's usually how it works. We have to beat it into submission and then we finally get to take <laughs> it back after that. I love that. So, uh, so, uh, you uh, are my <laughs> facility. I own you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the city comes in and they go, no, you don't. So that's what happened. Uh, um, so we have about an acre and a half, uh, about uh, four or five blocks down from navigation, uh, Nympha's area. Nice. Um, if you're familiar with that area, yeah. um, a little further in, they're it's doing. It's gonna be a big, harder for me to walk home, you know. It, it. Well, we're trying to do what we can about the current one. Okay. I'm sure you've already heard. This is a different whole conversation. I-45, yeah. imminent domain, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. We can have a two-hour-long thing about that. That's not what this is. Yeah, it wouldn't be bad because on the last time we did an anniversary show, we had about a two-hour-long dissertation on uh, draft cocktail lines between. Uh, 
that Chris, I uh, know it was uh, uh, it was our guy from uh, B and B Butchers and uh, Ian's buddy Mark that uh, yeah. that sells and <laughs> what they say? Did they say don't do them? No, they said I don't even know what they said. They just kept talking. They just kept <laughs> they, we we all like just started drinking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they yeah, were yeah. carrying on a spirited yeah. and lively conversation. Anyway, so anyway, anyway, we're moving on. We're uh, we're trying to be in this location as long as we can, and we will be as long as uh, the guys around us are willing to do so. But um, but eventually, uh, the freeway must go through. Yeah, the forty five is coming out. Uh, they're bringing in underground, you know, whole construction, everything else. We're moving over to navigation. Uh, we're putting in. Uh, we bought an acre and a half over there. So we. I would appreciate uh, a bigger and cigar friendly patio. Yeah, we're gonna have parking for eighty people. Oh wow! Cars. I parking. I guess that's have, more people. Even you have parking yeah. right now for eight. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. true. So we're just you know extrapolating this out. It's gonna be great and if we can get everybody over there then uh that's going to be a big win in itself we're uh, expanding the uh the tap room we're expanding the barrel room events parties we're bringing in coffee and uh we're bringing in a kitchen nice so uh so we're doing a whole new revamp we're going to get over there in the next year or so and uh we're hoping to keep the the last location just depends what textile wants to do with it but if we can be there we'll be there we keep servicing everybody over there and then we're going to end up with a new kind of base of operations off of navigation. Nice. That's great. Abby, how old did you say uh, Great Heights is as a brewery? Oh, we'll be six, six in August. Six in August. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're having our four-year anniversary come up uh, here in September. Actually, we're like four and a half. But you know what's weird about Texas is that when it's hot, you don't have anniversaries. So you just wait yeah. till later. So uh, <laughs> that's what we're doing. Yeah. So, uh, so we're, we're like Same four and thing. a half years open. But literally, it's our four-year anniversary. And Arnold, I don't know. St. Arnold is your daddy because yep. they're, uh, they're turned 29. Is what yeah, yeah. Year. We mark our success by their success. We yeah. say, "Oh, they're 30. Look how much further we can go." What right, do we do, right. mother? That's good. Yeah, yeah. We always look look ahead. What are these guys doing? Like, oh, I can't wait to have those problems. Yeah. Is there anything you can tell us about the 30th anniversary celebration? I I really don't know. I hope we go pretty. They won't even tell her. Yeah, they won't even tell me. Uh. I, I just hope we I think we're gonna go pretty big. I hope there I hope there are bounce houses and dunk takes and all just, yeah. all that fun stuff. Just so you know, like uh, St. Arnold's uh, gets a place in everyone's heart just because you guys have broken so many barriers. Oh yeah, hundred percent to make it even like possible for everyone else. Like like yeah. that you guys opened so early that you were the the people that fought everything right, at the beginning. Right. Right. They're like and the I, first two thirds of this cigar. And I we haven't even made it further. <laughs> you're about to lose there. that axe. So uh, well, that's why I need the experts. Good job, though, stay keeping stay the ash long. Wow, oh, look at that. That's, that's, okay. right that's a good there. leather. I, uh, uh, but I got taste. to visit your original uh, oh, yeah? brewery spot, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. But it was really hot. No uh, AC. I, I, I have a couple of funny stories about that one. It was the hottest brewery I'd ever been to until I went to Brash. Um, Brash is now the hottest yeah, brewery. Oh yeah, and when I oh, hot, I, mean, I went to weddings so at your brewery. Th- there's a tie-in I mean, to that because yeah. oddly, at the time, it it would have been uh, uh, Vince was one of the brewmeisters mm-hmm. there. 
Yes, he and was. And then Vince was one of the producers at Brash, so apparently he just goes to hot breweries. Yeah, he just likes to have... <laughs> he's back now. He's well, back. I, I want you to know Bra- he's back. Brash is supposed to be getting AC, so I heard. Yeah, they're, they're wow. working on open. stuff. That would and liquor yeah. licenses. Yes. yes. It's great. <laughs> which would yes. which would mean I could go there when it's not December, so that would be awesome. Uh, so, uh, you can hang out in the parking lot. Come on. That's right. That's right. And there's no shade in the parking lot either, by the way. I tried. Uh, of course. Of course. I do want to share something because I think it's important. Um, Recently, there's been a a new concentration on conservation because especially for the steel spirits in Mexico Mm -hmm. that are made from agaves and everything. And you know, the pollinators of agaves are bats. Oh, really? and the, no, the long-nosed bats and they're the uh, ones that pollinate they the are, yes yeah. and they are in danger now so there's a big organization now trying to revive them and keep them alive and preserve them so they can continue to pollinate mm-hmm. all the agaves throughout Mexico and southern Texas so that's a big project and I am supporting them in their well, efforts and I think it's really wonderful absolutely Now, the other issue is when we collect native plants to make spirits. Um, There is a distillery in Texas that is making sotol. Sotol is another spirit Mm -hmm. made of agave. And it's wonderful, too. Well, it's not an agave. It's a a plant called Daisylidium texensis. And um, (laughs) what happens is that they are collecting in the field the Daisylidiums to make Sotol. Uh, Mexico has a denomination of origin for tequila, mezcal, Sotol, but the Sotol industry is so small. They cannot fight, you know, the fight of preserving the denomination of origin that Sotol could only be made in Mexico. And this distillery, unfortunately, I follow up, I reported it to the Cactus Society and Succulents of America. But you know why we can do anything? Because they collect the Daisylidium plants in private land. Ah, okay. But the the sad thing is that they're not replenishing the oh, plants. See, that's not good. Oh, so exactly like you cut and then you don't. You have to make it sustainable. Yeah. So one right. important thing we need to remember, especially when really using agaves and everything, is that we need to replenish them. Absolutely. So that we you can pull continue. A plant, you got to plant the plants. So Absolutely. the Bad Conservation International right now is a very very important organization so, because if we don't have pollinators for yeah. agaves, one day <laughs> we're not gonna have. Tequila. tequila. Say, so say the name again. Bat Conservation International. International. And yeah. I want to. I want to just point out. I. I am huge on protecting um, any kind of endangered species. I think it's a responsibility that we, as humans, inhabitants of this planet, uh-huh. have to the planet to try to make sure that we do everything we can do to make yeah. sure those species can stay and can survive and ultimately thrive. 
but I am especially into the bat thing because this involves agave and yeah. it involves tequila. So, save the animals that matter. Yeah, yeah. I heard I'm going to be moving That's bats to said. the top of the list. <laughs> I know the spotted leopard is important, but bats yeah. are number one. Save all the animals, but especially those that exactly. matter. Exactly. That's what. That's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, Ian, any thoughts on? Uh, uh, being 333 shows in from the first time I sat down with you and said, hey, we should do a show. Yeah. You know, I there were some this. negative shows there for <laughs> sure, right? <laughs> you know, you know, it's, it's so funny because when we started this show, I had absolutely no experience whatsoever doing any kind of uh, podcast, radio right. But now, in fairness, you're a musician, so you'd been on a microphone. So I'm, 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 not, I'm not exactly what you call shy on a microphone. That's not that's not the issue. But uh, at the same time, like I had no idea how this worked, and it took me a few uh, a, a few times. By a few times, I mean probably the first forty episodes to figure out how to actually get in there and say something because you're so good at keeping absolutely no space between what we're doing. And well, see, it was a beautiful learning curve, what, and we and what, we drank a lot. And then I decided at some point in time that my real uh, uh, my real calling on this show is to just try and insert things that I can say that that make you stop and go what <laughs> that's, well, it's a, that's that's 100 that's, that's, that's been beautiful what you have to understand is my background is actually being broadcast radio and so when you're on air on radio silence is a terrible thing like yeah you, well you, silence doesn't you, translate you you learn that if it's quiet, you say something. You got to fill and, the void. Yeah, you got to fill the void. And, and you can know that intellectually, but it doesn't always make sense when you're in front of the mic. Like when yeah, we yeah. did our tequila uh, blind taste test, Liliana, and, and she's so wonderful, but she goes, well, we're, we're not supposed to, when we do these taste tests, we're not supposed to talk about it. I was like, but but we also are on the radio and, and that, <laughs> right. that yeah, silence yeah. where we don't talk about it doesn't translate yeah. very well. Yeah. Right. This isn't the time for noble silence. Well, and, and <laughs> it's I told, just one of those things that like, it took me a long time to really get that. I, I absolutely love this job. This is like, when I wake up on Monday mornings, I, I don't know of a single Monday in the last five years I've woke up and gone, Man, I don't want to go to work today. <laughs> liar. Liar. But, but I told Ian from liar. the very beginning, I said, listen, unless you want it to be a cruise monologue, you have to interrupt me. It's the only way oh, I learned. that I will I stop figured, and, and let you talk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I figured it so, out. That's good. So, now there's a cadence. You just have to put it out there. But And I want to say it was around show number 200, maybe, or 250. Where Ian brought the ukulele into the no, it was well before that. No, it was well before that. One eighty, one ninety, yeah, somewhere. The ukulele became a fixture. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think now uh, I can't imagine smoking. And you know, and here's the deal: I'm a guitar player, and guitar players, guitar playing is awesome. But ukulele is inherently funny, especially when you have (laughs) these these big Mickey Mouse looking hands that I have. It's good. (laughs) Do you watch a Family Guy, and you were like, "I'm bringing a ukulele," and that was it. was it? I think actually it was his idea. He was like, you know what would be funny is if we had like a song on ukulele. I was like, I have a ukulele. <laughs> I was like, oh, but of course you do. <laughs> but I do have a ukulele. And a I'm trombone. A, a you choose. I have a banjo too, but no one wants to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you should introduce another instrument. Like, uh, like, yeah. like a didgeridoo. Yeah. No. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. If you could bring the banjo yeah. in just for one or two shows. Of the didgeridoo. <laughs> oh, you can play the banjo, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Well, yeah, yeah, well, sort of, yeah. yeah. But what is the standard joke about a banjo? I don't know, that if you play the banjo, don't leave your banjo in plain view in the back seat of your car while you're gone because somebody might break in and put another banjo in there. <laughs> I, have did a, I have a did great, I tell that right? I have a great. Yes. I, that right. I have a great. Is meme. that the right banjo joke? <laughs> I have a great meme about the banjo and it just has a picture of a hammer and it says banjo mute. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I want to thank all of you for being here. This has been such great fun for me. I have had an absolute blast. I know you have too. And uh, I know you're still enjoying it because you're going for more of the little book. But yeah. uh, but uh, I, I did we get to taste all of the beers you guys wanted to uh, bring forward? Is there anything we left out? I think we did. Depends how people feel. I mean, I've got Pumpkinator. I've got another Vicious Barrel. We're going to drink those. I've got a Divine Reserve. Right. Yeah, I'm we don't voting, have to talk about I'm it. Voting this Bishop's we don't have to talk right about now. it. Why don't I mean, we have one more? We got the one more beer chant started by Terry. I mean, so why don't we do one more uh, Bishop's Barrel? I've got Which one you, I'm down for Bishop's Barrel. I've got a Baltic Porter. Oh, wow. Oh, the Baltic Porter. Baltic Porter? She's <laughs> got a Pumpkinator. <laughs> What's that? We we did recently win a World Cup beer award for Pumpkinator. So so should we do Pumpkinator? This is a dude. I I heard about twenty twenty one Pumpkinator. I feel like Saint Arnold's Pumpkinator is a beer style unto itself. Totally is. I really want to drink Pumpkinator on June nineteenth with hundred degree weather. What year is this one? Twenty twenty one. Oh, so this is beautiful because Pumpkinator is great out of the bottle. It's great about two years in. Yeah, the spices is really mellow sits. just a bit after a few. Yeah, years Yeah, it aging, just sits so. after about two years. It is yeah. a Man. little so, past so halfway so to Halloween. Us, yeah, yeah. I think we drink Pumpkinator on Juneteenth. That's I think that's. that's I think that's the, what the new if tradition. If it's not a tradition, it is one now. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so real quick, as you're pouring there. Is this the beer that you won an award for? Yes, yes. Um, I believe it was a silver medal we won. We won nice. also for Amber Ale, which is our original beer we way, brewed. Amber Ale, like, people forget about it because mm-hmm. it was your, like, original beer, right? That's a yes. wonderful beer. Yes, I mean, it's um, it's won a lot of awards, when I, when and the I first very, keg we shipped was Amber Ale. When I very first started drinking St. Arnold's, I, I tried the Amber Ale, and I liked it. But then I tried the brown ale, and I drank as much of that as I could. Then they got rid of it. Then you got rid of it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Amber ale was the second craft beer I ever had. The first, uh, assuming that you call it a craft beer. There were bars that I went to simply because that's what they had on tap. Mm -hmm. I remember Shiner Bach was the first time I strayed from Macro Brew. And then I liked that. And the second time I strayed was... In fact, St. Arnold Amber Ale. And I still enjoy one every now and then. Really when you can find it. Uh, oh, we need to make sure Liliana gets some of this oh, pumpkinator. Yeah, that's, that's tasting pretty good. You gotta so, love Liliana. Liliana's a drinker. A lot of rich molasses. <laughs> we do not love only Liliana. a tequila expert, <laughs> but also a booze expert. Yes, I love you, Liliana. Right. Liliana, we just met Let's, today. This I is, this said is this earlier best. in the show. I'm telling you we right get now. more email about Liliana than any guest that yeah, we yeah, ever had. Liliana's <laughs> on so, it, hundred percent. Anything that gets passed around, she goes, "Hey, but I haven't gotten mine yet." Yeah, if we could, pumpkinator. Pumpkinator's uh, built have some opinions. Right. No, wait. Pumpkinator's built on a porter, right? It's an imperial pumpkin porter. It's 11.2%. Yes. A lot of pumpkin spice big. going on. So it, it, um, it's big and it's wonderful and it's pumpkin-y, but it's not like 
stupid pumpkin. No, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. There's some pumpkin beers that I've tried. No, and like, here's the thing. There's been lighter pumpkin beers, but I do feel like a pumpkin beer in general deserves a good backbone. Mm-hmm. Probably stout porter and something. The porter is like, definitely the backbone. I agree. I, this like, fast this fast forwards me a few months straight to like straight to like October. Straight yeah. to October. This is such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And and right now like the, the, the baking spices. <laughs> the baking spices in here are so much more mellow and so so beautiful and round. Um, after sitting a couple years, especially it's such yeah, yeah, it's still not as long as the this beer is, is cold. Uh, this yeah, is it's a been on the ice. Recipe. Yeah, no, no, no. no. And this, but this takes you to a cooler time and place. I mean, I'm staring at the marquee Marriott. <laughs> I'm drinking a pumpkinator in June. You gotta love that. I'm drinking a marquee. I'm drinking the pumpkinator at the marquee Marriott. <laughs> Looking at the marquee Marriott, it's well a weird I'm time. Yeah. Um. Ooh, that's a good question. Mm. I think we're now. I, I mean, I, I, I'll preface. I'm not a brewer. Uh, I think we're, I think we still do like 240 barrels. I mean, when we brew at St. Arnold, we do 120 barrel batch every turn. I love that. So when we brew couple. at St. Arnold, yeah, we so, brew. Yeah, we brew. <laughs> and but, they do. But we have fermentation tanks that hold 240 or 120. So um, I Man, think this is a double batch. So. What's your f- the smallest fermentation vessel right now? Do you know? Uh, 120. 120. 120. Yeah. We only do 120. <laughs> and that's, that's our smallest. That's good. But you uh, guys will get there. You got, you yeah, will. yeah. One day. Yeah. We're like the small child, like looking up to the pumpkinator stars, <laughs> looking at them. I don't think we do more than 30. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, again, it's all, it's all relative to what, you know, to yeah. what the output is that you're going to be able to sell and what people are going to be able to drink. Well, and clearly, St. Arnold has been doing this for a while. Well, I just want to say uh, two things. First of all, thank you as we kind of go out with some Pumpkinator and say thank you to everyone for staying with the show. And in addition to that, I also want to say congratulations to Liliana, who just became a great grandmother, ladies what? and gentlemen. Twice Congrats. over. Twice over, yes. Wow. She has two great grandchildren now. Wow. <laughs> so she's she's a great grandmother, and she's here enjoying Pumpkinator and tequila and our 333rd show, What Could Be Better? Thank you to everyone who's been a uh, participant birth. in Smoking and Toasted over the years and thank you mostly to you guys for listening and watching have a wonderful week and from all of us broadcasting from houston texas cheers y'all